0: Welcome, everyone, to episode number nine. Well, nine and a half or ten, however you want to cut it, because I'll explain. So, I think it's been now three weeks since we've recorded, Al. Uh, again, Spencer Byers, Alec Kevion. The Outrage. The outrage. Episode, welcome in.
1: Episode ten-ish is what I'm nine, labeling nine-ish, it. Nine-ish,
0: ten-ish. So, basically, we recorded two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. So,
1: this would be beginning of April. Because
0: we skipped, we skipped the one in between. So, basically, we recorded, yep. and then we, we skipped the week. We were going to record that next Monday, so two weeks ago. But then... But
1: Things
0: then, uh, one of our professors took over the room for about thirty minutes. Too long. And then we tried t- to come in, and we only got about twenty minutes into it before we were we were stopped by a class. It was a good conversation too. So then we had to um, go out, and we I didn't post it, so we only did about twenty minutes. And then we we didn't do Easter because I was busy. Yep. So now we're here today. Finally, we're back together Monday, again,
1: April seventeenth.
0: And now we're gonna talk about the NHL playoffs. Yeah. Almost here. They are
1: here. Today, they start tonight.
0: I guess they do start tonight. The Bruins do start tonight. They play against Florida. They're going to kill Florida, by the way. Alex
1: Lyon is the official starter for the Florida Panthers. And he's
0: going to get shelled. He's going to be absolutely shell-shocked. I don't know, maybe. You've also got the Jays continuing their start to the season. We're about 11 games-ish in for each team so far this season. We're going to talk about the NFL with Jalen Hurt signing a new big deal. I believe now he's the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Highest-paid player. Well, yeah, because in NFL history, well, quarterbacks are always the highest paid. So, I'll say that was implied, but for sure, yeah, yeah, highest paid player ever, as well. Which is crazy because
1: before we get into that, um, Patrick Mahomes under a ten-year contract making, in total for those for that for those ten years, half a billion, yes, with a B, not an M, half a billion dollars in those ten years, which is crazy to think that that's not your highest contract in the NFL, but it isn't. Jalen Hurts, a lot less years, half. In terms of term, but a lot more when it comes to the dough. So, uh, which is crazy to think. I'm not big on football in general, but um, I know a crazy deal when I see one, and a historic deal when I see one, and that is definitely uh, well one for the books. But they also labeled it, um, you know, so it wasn't hard to figure out. But anyways, <laughs> I want to talk about some playoff hockey. The Toronto Maple Leafs not in action tonight, uh, which would be on a Monday. They start on the Tuesday, which will be April 18th. I'm excited. I, I'm excited. I filled out my bracket this morning and me and Spencer got in a little bit of a yelling match, but that's okay. Because it was all we're just very passionate about uh
0: I like explaining to Al how he's wrong because Al's wrong yeah, a lot. Sure, so I try to I try to educate him. He doesn't like to listen very much. He's kinda like a, well, a he's like an eight year old in class. He's a third grader. He's he not like you know, he doesn't like to be totally wrong.
1: I'd say that's a fair assessment. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Anyway, oh, so uh are we just gonna go through the brackets? Is that what we wanna do
0: or well, I'm gonna go through. What do you do? I'm gonna go through what I had for the playoff for the playoffs. Okay. Going, going into this season. Let's do that. And then we're gonna talk about what I had because, of course, Al didn't write his down because you know why would Al do that? So well, we no, can't go through Al.
1: So yeah. So this sounds. This might sound a little bit tricky. So what happened was, if you didn't get it, uh, this was like on the f- one of the first earliest episodes yep. we did. Do- we did. We both made our predictions for the season that uh, just came to an end and postseason about to start. And uh yeah, well put it this way, I was uh not off by a lot, but I was off. And, you know, I'm sure it's the same for Spencer. But he had one right, but I think that's just cause he cheers for that one team. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go back to that and then you know, talk about what our picks are uh upcoming in these playoffs. So Spencer, my man. So your floor. I-,
0: I had five teams coming out of the Atlantic, which I actually do believe came oh actually no it didn't because the Islanders did make it in so I only it was four and four. I thought only I thought only three Metro teams would make it, but I was right in saying that both Washington and Pittsburgh would fall off. I did not expect Washington Washington to fall off that badly. The I, see, I knew only had 79 points. See, I knew the caps weren't going to be there. But I'll, I'll say this. I had Florida winning the Atlantic with Tampa, the Leafs, Ottawa being fourth, and the Bruins being fifth and being the last wildcard spot. Ottawa was pretty disappointing, eh? And Ottawa had a really bad start, really picked it up in the second half, and, then and almost p- had a chance to make the playoffs. And then their young roster wasn't able to push them over the top. But there's a good chance that they're going to be back next year with a really oh, good chance of they, making the playoffs. they will be
1: back. And uh, speaking of the Ottawa Senators, real quick, it's not really breaking news. You probably already heard it by now. But uh, Cam Talbot is not returning to the Ottawa Senators next season. That was made official by General Manager Pierre Dorian uh, earlier this morning on Monday, April 17th.
0: So I I mixed up Tampa and Toronto. Ta- Toronto finishes two, Tampa finishes three, the Lightning. Florida, his last wildcard team, and flipped them with the Bruins because the Bruins were the best team in the Atlantic, best team in the NHL. Record for most wins, 65. Record for most points, 135.
1: Literally the best team in the NHL. Uh, in history. Yes. You could argue. Yes.
0: And no one would have thought that coming into the season. They I win, definitely didn't.
1: If they win the cup, they will officially go I, down. They as, will. They will be down. Go down as the greatest NHL team.
0: And then I had the Metro's top team down, Carolina. That was pretty obvious. Yeah, so Car- we, yeah, I had team. Carolina too. The, I had the Rangers second. They finished third. And the biggest surprise, I think, this year, the New Jersey Devils, who I had seventh. In the they metro, were, They were surprising, yeah. We're second, one point behind Carolina for first in the Metro division. They will not take on the Rangers in the first round. And I said the Islanders were the first first seeded wildcard team. They played Carolina. The Panthers are the second-place wildcard team. They faced the Bruins. I had, obviously, Florida making it. I had the Islanders just missing out in fifth spot of the Metro. I did have Pittsburgh missing, but they were the fourth seed in my Metro. But I, I technically, they finished fifth. And then, obviously, as I mentioned, I had Washington being a lot closer. They weren't. Um, I didn't think Columbus was gonna be as bad as they were. Yeah, because Johnny
1: Hockey and yeah, and well, Columbus also they ended had a up lot of injuries. They're the, injury they
0: got hit bad. And
1: they also dealt uh, one of their two goaltenders, Jonas Korpasalo, now a Los Angeles King, who yep. will play tonight against the Edmonton Oilers.
0: Yes, and probably get shelled as well. With how it, potent they the, the Oilers lately.
1: are scary. If they keep up what they did this regular season, yeah, they're gonna be scary. But then again, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a second.
0: And then, just to quickly finish off, I had Colorado winning the Central. Obviously, Colorado won the Central. They've been their juggernaut, even though they were a lot closer. Dallas had finished the second. I had Dallas finis- finishing sixth. I didn't have Dallas making the playoffs. They obviously do. I
1: knew Dallas was going to make it.
0: I had I Minnesota think. third. They finished third in, in the Central. So I don't think I had
1: them making it either.
0: So, I, I, I had Minnesota. I had Vegas finishing first in the Pacific. That was a hit. That was a big yeah, that's hit That's crazy. I had Edmonton finishing second. That's another hit for me. God, I'm good. Then I had Calgary finishing third. They don't make the playoffs. I thought they'd fall off. I didn't think they fell off this far.
1: No, they fell hard. And uh, more breaking news. Um, GM Brad Living not coming back. Part- parting ways. Mutually Done. parting
0: ways with the org- with the organization. I had LA finishing fourth. They make the playoffs as the third seed, taking on, as you mentioned, the Edmonton Oilers in the Pacific. I then had Vancouver 5th, Anaheim 6th, the Kraken 7th, and the Sharks 8th. The Kraken are the first wildcard team. They take on Vegas, while the Winnipeg Jets will take on— No, or, Col- oh, me.
1: Colorado's got Seattle.
0: Yeah, that's right. Colorado does have Seattle, while the Jets do take on the Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights. That'll who, be insane. Who won the Western Conference. They have the most points in the West with 111. So, the West I did a lot better on. The East, I was not as good on, but no one predicted the Bruins to be as good as they are. So now, as as we mentioned, with all that hyperbole, we're gonna go to the playoff bracket currently right now tonight. Let's talk about it. We'll talk about the games tonight, and then we'll talk about the games going can on we, tomorrow. Can
1: we go through the brackets real quick and then talk about the games we or, we like, go through brackets, go, yeah, or like our oh, brackets? Course, yeah, like our playoff we'll, so. brackets. Yeah, well, let's go through that, and then if we have to, we can chat about like the series as it goes on. All right. So do you actually since you went down, your went down. Uh this is our brackets so surprisingly. I was happy to hear They're it. very similar. I was happy to hear it, but at the same time I was like, Oh man, if me and you have the same brackets, I mean that means we're, they're, they're both we're wrong. We're both wrong. Oh yeah, for sure. So in round one, the Boston Bruins get the Panthers. I got the Bruins winning that. I think that's gonna be the snooze fest of the entire first round, in my opinion, just because it's Boston, they're gonna be very dominant. I don't I don't expect anything less. If Alex Lyne does give them Hard time, who's the starting goaltender tonight? Who's only played like what six games for the Panthers this season? No, he's played
0: like 11. seven, seven
1: he's played nine, four, and two. Okay, so we'll go six to 11 games, uh, that, which is a big range, but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, so Bruins and five, that's my call. I, I got Bruins and five as well. Bruins and five, I think Panthers at least win one in Florida. Uh, then the Leafs and Lightning for the first time since the Leafs took on the Washington Capitals in 2016. I have the Leafs in. Uh, you know, advancing to the the second round, uh, I have Leafs in six, probably going to be seven, but I have
0: Leafs in six. I, I got Tampa in seven. I think the Lightning, again, are just no, a team I that don't think so. turns it on in the playoffs. They had a bad end of the year, which does seemingly give the Leafs the favor, but it always feels like when the Leafs are the favorite, they crumble. And I can't really explain That's it. That's fair. But there's no logic behind it, which is why I don't like saying it because there's no real reason. It just seems to be when they play in high pressure games. If it's Montreal, if it's Columbus, even though you and I will both agree we, yeah, that that they, series doesn't that, count, that they looked awful going into the pause. They probably weren't going to yeah, make the playoffs no. com- coming into the pause. Exactly. And then they come back from the pause and lose to Columbus, a yep. team they were expected to beat anyway. But taking yep. into account they weren't, they weren't, they not they, an upset. they, they shouldn't but have even made the playoffs. They definitely should have beat. Montreal yep. in the covid year. They definitely should be probably Boston the second time. And then you could argue last year with Tampa was a really close series.
1: It was close. I mean it came down to you know, I'm not going to make any excuses. It came down to a few calls and but whatever. At the end of the day, I thought Tampa was the better team still. But you look at it this year, you look at the last game when uh, the Leafs uh were they on the road? No, I think they were in Toronto. I think they were in Toronto. They were in Toronto, yeah. I think, look, the Leafs sat Marner and Matthews, and I believe Mark Giordano, yep. and Matthew Nyes played as well Um, that yeah, they're, game.
0: Their new signing from college.
1: And, yeah, and John Cooper basically played his Stanley Cup playoff roster, and they did not look good. Tampa was taking really stupid penalties. Like, they were getting dumb, and it it gave me a really sense of that, okay, Tampa is going to, they're in for one. Like, that wasn't even the Leafs' playoff roster, and the Leafs looked better in general don't get me wrong 4-3 hockey game was the final score but like I don't care what you say there like Cooper was like oh that's just a scrimmage this was mean nothing game there were three fights in that game I'm sorry if there's more than one fight even one fight sometimes in a preseason game it's a joke so you can't like people are like yo it's preseason what's the what are you getting worked up about no no that wasn't that was a Tampa Bay Lightning going oh crap And I think and I hate John Cooper for this specific reason, because it's like, man, listen, when you beat when you lose to any other team, you're super humble. You can take it for some reason. He can't handle losing to the Leafs. And it makes me laugh. It's hilarious. Like, dude, that's why I want. That's also why I want Toronto to get the job done. I don't get me wrong. I want them to get it done just because I want them to get out of the first round. But at the same time, the Tampa Bay Lightning, more specifically, John Cooper and a few other guys on that roster need to get humbled.
0: Well, they already Honestly. got humbled. No, but like, it, uh, no. they've been humbled. When? What do you mean? When they lost to Columbus That, they wasn't, that was when different. They, when they that was were different. on, when they but had they got, a chance no, to break the but that was different. record and the, the uh, points record. They,
1: that was different, though. They went in overconfident. That was, that was a whole different kind of game. This is different in terms of like, no, no. Both teams are there. Both teams are taking this very seriously. But one team clearly looks stronger than the other right now. And it looks like one team's time has come up and it's over. And that's Tampa. And it looks. It's, look, it's optics. That's just based off of how the regular season ended in that last game. And John Cooper, once again, not being able to handle losing to the Leafs. Which makes me laugh because your coach is panicking. He can't even handle it. He's having a hissy fit in the background already. And the playoffs haven't even started. So what does that tell you? By the way, also, Tanner Janot was also spotted skating today uh, yeah, at the practice. Uh, seems like he's close to returning. He's out for game one. Cooper said, but he is going. He could. He is now day to day instead of week to week. Yeah, which is good news for Lightning fans. But at the same time, screw you guys. Um, <laughs> all right.
0: After that series, we got what Carolina and well, the Islanders. I'll make sure I can say I think Tampa wins it in seven. Fair, because it's a fair. I, don't, a, I, I, sure. The Leafs need to show me. It's kind of like when no, the Caps finally did it and they beat the 10th second round. It's kind of like when the Sharks finally got over agree, their yeah. demons to beat Chicago. I gotta see it. You I gotta, agree with you, your take. You, you gotta, you gotta prove me wrong.
1: I agree with your take and in terms of like what you're saying, like they, they got to show you fine. Yeah, yeah I agree with I, that. I,
0: I'm not going to bank on them to win anything until they show me they can win because they've shown me time and time again when the going gets tough, they wilt. Damn. And I don't pick wilters. No, and that's fair.
1: And that's fair. So, I mean, this is definitely either way. This is the last dance for Toronto.
0: And and I do think, you know, we, we can talk about this just to end it off. If, if the Leafs do not win this first round. Kyle Dubas, who is running out of contract this jul- this June, man, he's got will to resign.
1: He should. Well,
0: he should, but he won't. If they don't get to the first round again, so, you can't expect it. I will. don't
1: know how factual this is, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about the lease. I actually want to run through this very quickly because I we uh, I was at the Jays games uh, Friday Saturday, uh, which was what uh, April seventeenth. Uh, this was fourteen and fifteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. fourteen and fifteen. I was at those games, and I want to talk about that because yep. it was awesome. But um. I think if they, I think I where I read this. This was from someone who took it from Cap Friendly. They said that if the Leafs, or sorry, if the NHL cap was at eighty-four million dollars right now, the Leafs would be at seven point six million dollars under the cap right now, going under the playoffs, which yeah. is unbelievable. So like I how
0: cap-struck and they've been this year? Yeah, right?
1: exactly. So like Kyle Dubas has done a really good job. And I think you'd be foolish to let him walk I'm surprised right now honestly he's not under a contract but hey it is what it is I kind of want the Leafs to go in a different direction in terms of that because I think there you know maybe there is a need for a new voice behind the bench and in management uh, if they do go down in seven so we'll see that goes down uh, tomorrow night Tuesday April eighteenth, Leafs and Lightning game one, um, and no
0: matter what, that's, that's gonna be a six or seven game series. I don't think I don't think either team's gonna run away with it. I don't unlike think the, unlike the Bruins series, I think this would be it really
1: would tight. be huge if this, if
0: if either team either right team
1: quick. yeah exactly. And well, I'll put it this way: if the Leafs get swept or lose in five, oh, they're, then, then it's They're over. gonna burn the city down. I'm gonna have oh to make man. sure I hide. It's over, yeah, for sure. Carolina and the New York Islanders Or sorry. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, next. yeah okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was I jumped up. Top a, of the Metro versus yeah. the first wild card team. Yeah, I'm going to say Carolina in 7 just because I think the Islanders aren't going down without a fight. And I also, you know, if you look at the playoff record last year, Carolina couldn't win on the road to save their lives. So, unless they can win a game on the road, um, yeah, I think and, it's going to go to 7.
0: It's not like you're going to a weak building. No, you're you're going both to, buildings are going to be rowdy. UBS cuz they and if you didn't know, I'll I'll just give you a quick little quit, uh relapse here. The Islanders who have I guess been kind of known recently as a bad uh, fan base because of them being in Nassau and then going to bar- the Barclays Center, and neither arena really fit the Islanders. Now they're in their yeah. new building. I think this it's, is the first or second year loud. at UBC- UBS. Yeah, and UBS is a building. It, it's like, a barn. They show up. Yep. It's sold out. What's well, New York? Fans care. It's like, New York, right? But like, it's in a good location. People yeah. show up now. So now it's like it's an Armada now. Now yeah. it's it's like TD Garden for Boston. It's crazy. Austin. It people they like, people turn up oh yeah right so it's not yep. gonna be an easy ride both barns are gonna going be very there, right? tough yeah oh yeah and now carolina at raleigh oh my yeah, goodness oh, that's that, a building that's, right that's there. why
1: honestly that's why the hurricanes are like okay i hate saying my second team like i'll always be a diehard leafs fan but like that's why i think carolina won a piece of my heart is because their fans are just so into it like win or lose they're classy about it too right like they're you know, ah, it was so close, but man, was it ever fun? And it was a great time to be there this year, like you know, that's what I like about it. So, yeah, I got the Hurricanes going in seven. Uh, confirmed Anti Ranta is getting the start for the Hurricanes, uh, which has me a little bit surprised, but um, I mean, hey, he's done it before he, uh, last season, uh, right against the Boston Bruins in round one. So, um, excited to see that one. I think that one goes the distance. This is the one, though. The grudge match. I'll,
0: I'll make sure I say quickly. I also have Carolina. I have them in six. I do think they win in, in Game six, yeah. but I agree with you. It's gonna be a really tight series, oh, and man. I'll be honest. Don't be surprised if the Islanders shock Carolina. As oh, no. good as Carolina oh, is, oh yeah, for sure. I'm telling you, as a Bruins fan, I was screaming. Well, at, Ilya
1: Sorokin, at, right? Like that uh, goalie yeah. could steal you yeah, a hockey and, game.
0: And Pellick and Puluk and, and, and huh. Dobson. like they have a great defensive. Matthew core.
1: Barzal as well, you know, like, high, and he's back
0: from injury, like, highly offensive touted. Yeah, I, I can tell you right now, as a Bruins fan, when I saw the wild cards between Florida and yep. the Islanders, I was yelling on the last day. Panthers, you have to lose. You cannot win because if the Panthers would have won, they would have went above the Islanders and Boston would have gotten New York. And I did not want the Islanders. They were a bad matchup for the Bruins. I still think they're a bad matchup for the Bruins. And thank goodness they got away from it. So now I think the Bruins have... I'll say an easy walk to the conference finals, but I think they get to the conference finals now without having That's Carolina, the Rangers, or the Islanders in their bracket tell the conference finals. But that brings us to the Rangers, the Rangers versus the Devils, that, which I think you and I can agree will be the, the greatest series, will be the most exciting, yep. fast, young series we're going to see in the uh-huh. entire playoffs.
1: And I got Rangers taking it in seven, just because you know you can't. I it's hard to bet against a guy like uh, Igor Shesterkin between the pipes. You know Vesna winner last year. He seems like he's like, putting up another Vesna kind of season. And even though it's likely going to Linus Allmark, which you can't take away from him, like his numbers are there to back it up, right? Like
0: They're insane.
1: Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So um, I'm going to say Rangers in seven, but man, that one is going to be huge. And you look at when the Devils um, played the Rangers in 2014, I believe to advance to the conference finals, that call, that legendary Doc Emmerich call, you know, Uh, Henrik, it's over! Anyways, it's a great call. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, go find it, search it up. Round two, um... You know, New York Rangers versus uh, the New Jersey Devils. Great call. Um, Alexi Ponikarovsky was still in the NHL at the time. So it's been a well, while. Doc
0: Emmerich retired now.
1: Yeah, I know. Th- that too, right? Done. Yeah, so uh, that one going to seven. Spencer, what do you got for that I- one?
0: I also seven? have the Rangers winning in seven. Okay. And the reason why I have the Rangers winning in seven is, as you mentioned, Shesterkin versus Vanacek. Obviously, Van- It has the advantage. And I think that's what's going to downfall this young team. It's going to be the goaltending. I think the Devils are wa- a goalie away. I think if, if even if they get a half oh, decent goalie, a goalie like like Kemper. Well, when or, they got when Washington they signed or, Corey
1: Crawford, right, and then Crawford just uh, he just retired out of nowhere afterwards. But they had a goalie like Corey Crawford still had games left in him, like when they signed him at the time, and then it just fell apart. He had
0: vertigo, and then and they, they got, got yeah down. they
1: got screwed. At, well, you know, not saying he screwed them over, but like when he went down and that was it. That was it, right? Like, you're in. Yeah. You're and then
0: they had Bernier, and Bernier's right now on the LTIR. Probably will never play again. He was he was good for yeah, them he's... in Spurts. Um, and did, we do the West? did we do the West yet? No. Yeah, well, we'll do the West next. Okay. But then in Blackwood, he's had a really bad year, bad two years, basically. He's also dealt with a lot of injuries. Yeah, he struggled. So. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the Devils, I think, are a goalie away. If they get a half-decent goalie, they're going to be a really dangerous and then they can, team.
1: And then they can load up at a deadline in either next season or year you know, after. even in they the got, summer. Because they
0: got years. Because they got Jack Hughes, Nico yeah. Heischer, two Luke first Hughes. overall picks. Luke Hughes, Hughes who scored, it, scored his first goal, overtime winner at the last best. game of the year, man. That's the best. Like, I'd love
1: to score an NHL goal like that, for sure. It, like, a shootout's not the same. Like, shootout winner is not the same. You Well, actually, it doesn't even count as an actual goal. They don't it count. Doesn't? No. So, yeah, OT winner, like, <laughs> Can't Go wrong with that,
0: yeah. So, uh, I'll make sure we both mention seven games for us both for the Rangers. Kind of, we both think the goalies are in favor, obviously, of the Rangers. But again, don't be surprised if the Devils shock them because if the Devils do get out of the first round and Vanechuk looks really, really Watch good, out. they could they could they're shock dangerous. Carolina or the Islanders in the next round, right? They're d- like, they're dangerous. Like, that's why the East is so exciting because, like, of the Metro teams, all four could yep. go to the conference finals. I'd like, also like Islanders to point out. Could, you know, Carolina obviously could Rangers or Devils. All four.
1: I'd also like to point out, though, this is why I hate the playoff format. Because literally almost every matchup in this first round, other than the Bruins and Panthers, yeah. conference final.
0: Well, and obviously Carolina versus Islanders would be the same. The only yeah. two that would be different would be Devils versus Tampa. That would yeah. be a fun series. And then New York versus Toronto. That would not Jeez. be good for the Leafs, man. That would be an The Rangers? Series. Four versus five, Rangers versus Leafs. I
1: like my chances against the Rangers. I don't know. I do. Man. No, they've looked good. They have played good against the Rangers. If anything, it's the Islanders. I would hate. the Islanders. Oh. Would sweep the Leafs. Oh, see, and, that uh, UBS see, Arena would eat the Leafs alive, especially the guy wearing the C. See,
0: and and honestly, John Tavares, like, for those of you I, who, I, yeah. like, I'm, yeah, i will ex, uh. Former Islander, Islander. Yeah. yeah, captain, first overall pick from the Islanders. But yep. like, that's what I mean. Like, the Islanders are that one team where it's like because they went to the conference final twice in the la- in the last couple of seasons, right? They didn't make the playoffs last year. The two years before they didn't make the playoffs last year. They went to the conference finals. Like, they're a good veteran hockey team, and they're yep. still kind of young. Yep. Barzell young, Pelic young, Pulik young. Noah Dobson is like twenty five, and he had like seventy points this year. The guy's gross, mm-hmm. right? Like, and obviously we keep we can't give enough. Nice words. That's superlatives about Ilya Sorokin. Ilya he's Sorokin is
1: unbelievable. Like
0: he's top five goalies on earth right now. Like yep. three of the top five goalies are Russian: Bazalevsky, Andre for Tampa. You've got Igor Shusturkin for the Rangers, and you've got Ilya Sorokin for mm-hmm. the Islanders. Like yep. think about: it, they had an Olympic team. Pick all three. Who starts?
1: And then, if you want just for fun, I I Ilya Samsonov. Yeah, like, but yeah,
0: yeah and, and he's a good goalie.
1: I I am actually curious for that because. You know, Samsonov's last playoff experience did not go well with the Capitals. Ovechkin trying to ship him back to Russia. Yeah, but um, I'm curious to see how he does. And you know, he's he's a new uh, new dad as well, right? Recently, new father. So. Um, you know, maybe he brings that dad energy and just goes on to another level. Who knows? But I'm excited for that. But yeah,
0: Van, um, Van Vliet-esque, if you will, sure for Raptors fans.
1: And then uh over, to the, are we good to go to the West now. Yeah, we'll go to the West. I'm tired so of like, where th- do you wanna I'm, start? I'm tired of like throwing to like other stuff, and then you're like, oh, but wait a second, <laughs> you know what I mean? But wait, <laughs> yeah, there's more. Like, wait. It's like so. I think what we'll do is like I'll go like we can do your like your prediction and then my prediction, and then get into the analytics if you want. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. So, why not? Want, me, want, me, want me to start? Let's go from uh, let's go from the top. Colorado, so, Seattle. Colorado,
0: Seattle. I got Colorado in five. I like Seattle. They're a young team. I They're love another them too, Fun yeah. team. They got Maddie Beniers Which I hate how it doesn't say Matthew. It's Maddie. I hate that. But I anyway. like it. It sounds like a Beniers, hockey thing. Hey, Maddie. What's up, buddy? Like, like Bineers is fantastic. What's up, buddy? They have a really nice young team. They still yeah. are waiting on Shane Wright, obviously, who's had. His I struggles. hope it, I hope it works out. I, I also. Works out for that young man. Obviously, he's had his struggles at the OHL and the pro level. So we'll see how he works out. Won't be on the playoff roster. I don't expect. You got Colorado on five. I got Colorado on five. I, I could see. Is it weird if I can
1: see Seattle upsetting though?
0: Yes, but no. Okay. Like I see, I can see it happening, but I don't see it. Like in my mind, I'm thinking if they do, Colorado's gonna have to like implode. It, it, like it I, would just. I, be, I don't so feel it, like it would be. I don't think it. I would feel just like it'd be on the
1: goalie. I feel like it would be you on think Georgiev. It's on Gorgiev? I think it'd be on Georgiev or yeah, Francos because I mean, other than that, like you got the team like you're down Landeskog for the entire playoffs, but yeah. I mean, that's one guy, right? So, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, captain, but like
0: even, but I just think even if you start Frank Franco's Sos.
1: Françoise, yeah. yeah, they're gonna go Georgiev. Georgiev. They're going Georgiev. Well,
0: obviously, but even either, I think they're better than. F- uh, Philip Martin Grimauer Jones or Martin Jones. Like I feel like they, I feel like who no matter who is in the net for Colorado unless they go to a third goalie I think they will be better than what Seattle has.
1: The only reason why I'm going you know, that there's a thought process like behind the upset part is just because Martin Jones came out of nowhere. His career just revamped this season.
0: He's had those a couple times. He's been
1: though. unreal. Yeah, for sure. But like the last few seasons before coming to Seattle it was like uh, he's just bouncing around team to team. Well,
0: he, was on, he was on San Jose for a while and that Philly. obviously he was went not to good. Philly. Yeah, afterwards. went to Philly, that was not good. That
1: was atrocious, yeah. Like so but, that's that's my only thought process, like the storyline, like where yo, know, Jones you know, steals a series yeah,
0: that's very possible they'd be out like, in the second
1: round for sure like i'm sorry that's think. that's it you gotta think but yeah so i'm going uh abs in five as well uh what's next
0: dallas versus minnesota yeah. and i think the second best series
1: this will be a good like, one i
0: think it's probably the arguably the best one in the west i think this yeah be the best. like yeah i, I can see I that really like this series i got dallas in seven the two seed over the three seed. But I love Minnesota. I think Minnesota could do it. I, again, just think goaltending is going to fault them. Even though I think I think Philip Gustafson has been fantastic for him, I just I got to see it in the playoffs. I you know can't I wait. Mean?
1: Dude, now that I think about it, if you're naming names like that, dude, Karel Kaprizov against Jason Robertson.
0: Yeah, literally. You, I, you got, yeah, you got, man. You got wow. JEE versus Joe Pavelski. Yeah. You know, Jazz oh, yeah. Like, those are two of the best yeah. 2 A centers in the, uh, on earth.
1: I'm going to go Dallas and six, I think, is what I chose um just because i like jason robertson i'm also a big jake ottinger guy
0: Oh, ottinger's fantastic big
1: otter guy yeah so i'm gonna say dallas i don't really have much else to say about that series like like what's uh is it vegas and winnipeg next
0: yeah but i I, before uh, i can do it again Dallas, we We did it again again. we
1: i am so sorry we We can you tell it can can you tell it's been two weeks (laughs) three weeks my there you go that's that makes our case a little bit better but anyways yeah okay
0: (laughs) go ahead spence so just just to finish off, I made a second bracket just for some other upsets, just from other looks. And I had Minnesota winning the other one in seven. Like I think that series is really, really close. As much as I like Ottinger and think the world of him and obviously think Jason Robertson's a fantastic hockey player, I genuinely think that series is really, really close. Like I think those two teams are very close to I just
1: but I find Dallas is just way more motivated like they were they lost but last year to Calgary but barely like they gave Calgary a run for their money and then you know that was it so I I don't know I think Dallas here is coming back and motivated and Jake Ottinger more experienced now Jason Robertson more I just I see so many things going wrong here for Minnesota oh
0: no a, a thousand percent but as when you say that so many things can go right Right, it's sure. kind of it's kind of like the Islanders, no, right? Yeah, Where so many things can go wrong. But the Islanders have them. more of that, like they. I don't know. They I have don't that veteran maybe experience, unlike most other teams sure. right now in the playoffs, especially with all these old teams like Pittsburgh, Washington, both all enough. out, right? So, and as you mentioned, now going on to Vegas versus the Winnipeg Jets, Jets. I like first this team one. in the Pacific, versus the second wild card. Team. I like. This I have one. Vegas and six.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, Mostly because I just don't trust Connor Halibut in the playoffs anymore, to be honest. Like, he's had a few good years. He's been to the conference finals, what, once? But other than that, like, he just always always goes downhill. And you know what? Jonathan Quick, goaltender. Well, it's either that or Logan Thompson, right? Or is he, Tom- if he's healthy. Is if he's healthy. Yeah, that's a big... Th- See, that's a tough part now. But, like, you know, Jonathan's Quick's got a team in front of him now. So I think it could be... Could be better. He had a team in front of him too in LA, but I just think that was there was something. And I do want to say
0: this now. So the two West games on tonight is the is the Kraken versus the Avalanche and Vegas versus the Jets. And it's Laurent Bressois in net for Vegas. You're joking? Nope. He's played ten games this year. He's seven and three with a nine twenty seven save percentage. He'll be going going up against Hellebuck tonight for Vegas. It'll be Laurent Bressois.
1: I I might change my pick.
0: But yeah, no, I've got Vegas in six still. I think Vegas is a great team. They've been great all year, and Winnipeg is finally kind of turned around. They had a great start to the year. They were great and then they kind of lulled around the All-Star break and were kind of bad till about the trade deadline a little bit after that and then they picked it back up and were able to make man their way into the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Okay, so, well, I mean I I'm, still take Vegas. I'm still going to stick with it, but we'll see how I don't know how Breswa is going to whatever. He was named third star of the week. Uh, this week, so, well, maybe, who knows, like, for last week, so, I don't don't know, but... And then, (sighs) lastly,
0: but certainly not least, will be the Edmonton Oilers, probably the second, if not hottest team coming into the playoffs with the Boston Bruins, against the LA Kings, and I feel so bad for LA, I got Edmonton in five, I think, I think LA gets rolled.
1: Okay, so here's my thought. I feel so bad for them. I have Edmonton in five as well, but, let's look at last year, Okay. Let's look at goaltending okay. matchups. Let's look at goaltending matchups. Okay. Jonas Corpusalo net for the LA Kings. He was a very good goalie. And then in net, you got question marks for me and the Oilers. Don't get me wrong. Stuart Skinner's turned it on the second half. It's been good. Jack Campbell is an afterthought at this point. But I'm going to go Oilers in five if, if they dominate tonight. Like, all they need is one good game, and I'll be yeah, like, okay, be I'm sticking the, with the,
0: it. The ninth. Or yeah, the, you're, um, yeah. The 18th.
1: Correct. Yeah. But... Um, I could tell, I don't know, LA gave them a really hard time last year, so I could see like LA upsetting them, but if LA were to win this, it would have to be in six, because if they go back to Edmonton for a seventh, uh, I'm sorry, you're not Um, making out of that building alive. I want
0: want to correct myself quick. So the games tonight on the 17th, it will be Kings and Oilers, Dallas and Minnesota and then uh, Hurricanes, Islanders, Bruins, Panthers. Tomorrow will be the first seeds from the West. Yep. And the lower seeds from the East. Mm-hmm. That was my mistake. I was on the 18th. Not it's the, all good, you. Not, not today. It's all good, man. But it'll be up tonight. It'll probably be up, actually. We're doing a lot of todays in tonight. Hopefully before <laughs> the Bruins game, because I want to watch should be. one. But, so yeah. It should be up before the Bruins game starts tonight. But, yeah, I could
1: see the Kings pulling it off in, in six if they were to, you know, steamroll Edmonton tonight at home. But I just don't see it. Edmonton's going to be hot until... You know, the conference finals and, you know, if they run into a team like Colorado again, maybe they, you know, they have a hard time. But I, I think Edmonton, I got Edmonton going to the finals.
0: So, you know, what, and this, this is where it gets funny, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages. Al and I have the exact same final. Al and I actually have the exact same brackets except for the aforementioned Leaf Tampa series. Al has the Leafs. I have Tampa. Other than those two, Al and I have identical brackets. We it's kind of scary. We, we both have Edmonton versus Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. Yep. And we have Boston versus New York in the Eastern Conference the Finals. The Rangers.
1: The Rangers. Yes, the, not yeah, the yes, Islanders. I mean, yes, the, the Rangers.
0: Rangers. I think because I think you might you know, both have them going out in the first yep. round, the Islanders. Yep. But – Obviously, we keep mentioning how good they are and how they are. They yeah, are like it's, we're could. not.
1: Yeah, we're not saying like they're first round because they suck. Like they, it's just they so, happen to go against someone, hammer, man.
0: Someone's gotta go, and it's like it, and, on paper it looks like it's them. Like we well we mentioned though that metro that metro side those four teams on the metro side look gross. Like any one of them can make a run to the conference finals, and you'd be like, you know what, that doesn't surprise me. Like any one of them could, and yeah. that's just I think again that's just the added bonus of hot NHL hockey playoffs, Stanley Cup final playoffs, right? Yeah. It's just the, the sheer number of talented teams where you're like, God, how do we get rid of these two teams? Like, I'll be honest, picking between Dallas and Edmonton was really hard.
1: It was. It was. Really it was but, then you, uh, but then it made it easy. I just went McDavid or Jason Robertson. And I was like, eh, McDavid.
0: See, but I'm thinking Ottinger versus Stewart. And obviously, Ottinger's better than Stewart Skinner, right?
1: Yeah, but let's be honest. One of them's I, a better goal scorer than. But, yeah. but I'm just
0: thinking Edmonton's power play and Edmonton's goal scoring. Drysidle. So Did you
1: man. know, by the way, I don't know if you saw this stat. This came out. I, I'm about ready to wrap up on the yeah, hockey yeah. convo, too. But um, 320 goals combined between McDavid and Drysidle this season. Number one in the NHL. Jesus, like what the heck, Well, man. They were
0: top two scorers again. Like, I know. David won. I Maricidal know. But, yeah,
1: like, but wow.
0: And I and I will make sure I mention. Both of us have the final of Boston versus Edmonton, and both of us have Boston hoisting Lord Stanley Cup. Just because I don't see yeah, probably arguably the greatest season. season ever. Yep. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's gonna be fun. Playoffs yeah. start in a couple hours uh, as we're recording this. It's uh, 3.26 and again, right now. I hope
0: to get this up before the Bruins-Florida game, or are you watching the Bruins-Florida game as I edit this? So, anyway. Monday, now, April
1: 17th, The Outrage, episode 10-ish.
0: Nine-ish, half ish nine I'm
1: sticking to 10-ish. It sounds better.
0: Well, what about nine-and-a-half-inch?
1: Fine. Well, nah. all right. Yeah, that could make you smile. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Now baseball. let's talk
0: about the Jays, Al. Yes, Again, finally. You, as you mentioned, you went to the games on Friday and Saturday. You yes. blacked out on Friday night, you told me, on the way here to school. Because yep. Al and I actually met at Union Station on the way to school today. Yep.
1: Yeah, we uh, we consumed uh, too many bevvies uh, on... <laughs>
0: we? I did not go. So
1: I was speaking about me, but like in the third person. Or I, I could tell The
0: Rock. Whatever. I could tell Dwayne.
1: But yeah, um... One too many bevvies. Uh, by the way, okay, so this is the direction I want to go to, okay? Well, wait, uh,
0: before, before you start, I want to I wanna pin the question we, to you so we we you can, did it, so you we can did start. We did it again. No, no, but we, I want to pin the it question. Again. I'm the host, Okay, now. fine. So I'm pinning fine. you, okay? It's your I'm gonna, show. Go I'm ahead. Gonna, I'm going to throw the meatball to you so you can slam it. You can finally hit all a home run, okay? All right, all right. So let's talk about the new flight decks. Obviously, we keep talking about the new renovations at the Rogers Center the Jays the first ten games on the road to finish the renovations at the Rogers Center. You happened to go first hom- or second homestand of the season against Tampa Bay Rays. What were the decks like? Uh,
1: it was awesome. Honestly, it was great. I only checked out the one on Friday night because I was just so hyped to be there and it was a really good view and um it was also getting packed very quickly. And
0: that was the Corona
1: deck. Yeah, Corona rooftop. Uh it was an hour we got in an hour and a half before first pitch and by the time there was like already half an hour left we were already trying to like secure our spots in terms of like by the time i was going for another beer run i had to tell like my buddy was power standing uh stancing and trying to keep our spots like because it was just absolutely jam-packed people with their phones like people were actually getting turned away saying like oh you can hang by the bar but like good luck watching the game like go somewhere else um but yeah corona rooftop amazing uh, the Jays won both games I went, which was surprising because it was Jose Barrios and Yusei Kikuchi on the bumps. Uh, for that weekend, but hey, they pulled it off. They both pit- had great outings. Um, yeah. So Corona Rooftop is the place to be if you want to have a great social time, like a great vibe. Sorry, I had to hold back a burp there, but um. Yeah, he's still drinking the beverages. No, no, no. And then so, uh, it I didn't I didn't watch much of the game. There were so many people there. Like I was just talking, I saw about the first inning, and then like everything else just flew by. And but next thing you know, the game's over. Like the pitch clock is actually works insane, insanely well in terms of game pace. Like I was actually disappointed. I was like, no, I want to see like four more innings of this. Like I was enjoying being here, uh, or being there rather. So yeah, Corona Rooftop was good. I think that's the best spot to go to if you go there. In terms of there's plenty of standing room compared to the other decks. Uh, other than the flight deck, the WestJet flight deck is still goaded. Um, that's where I was on my second day.
0: And that is the original flight deck. They added yeah, the other the couple ad- yeah. that you did go to, I believe. I've
1: been, I've been, I went to all decks. So I went to Park Social first when I went on Friday because that's where we came in through the gate. Mm-hmm. Not bad, but, but- if you if you're more with like youngins, if you're more with the young ones, you know, that's more of the place to go to. Like it's it's great. The games they got. Uh, connect four they have uh what's that game cornhole toss uh there's like nice chairs nice seating areas it's great it's awesome It's not from
0: it's not for your demographic not, yeah
1: point. not for a demographic for sure then i went to rogers landing which is uh right field down the baseline the first baseline uh it's a great spot to watch but not enough room. You got to get there like quickly and very fast. And if you leave, you're done. Like it's good luck getting a spot back in. It's super tight. I think it can hold maybe 40 people at best. That sounds like a lot, but it isn't considering the rest of the stadium. Like,
0: yeah. How big the Rogers Center is. So it's a nice hot weekend.
1: Yeah. So it's a nice spot, but it's really disappointing that there's not more to it. Then I went to Schneider's porch, had that poutine hot dog for a whopping $9.99 delicious very messy i give it a seven or an eight ish just because i like hot dogs and poutine so it's a great combo but it sucks that they make it all right there in front of you so like you have to wait a bit like before you take your first bite if you want the cheese curds to actually get hot other than that you're eating like almost like a half cold hot dog but Mm -hmm. it was still very good make sure you have a lot of napkins schneider's porch very good i think that's the second most spacious deck that they've built Flight deck will always be the most spacious. Corona rooftop. Because it was the original. Yeah. Corona rooftop. Decent amount of room. It's pretty good. Schneider's porch about the same. If it's an afternoon game though, you will be hot. On Saturday, it was a 3.07 first pitch. We went there to check it out to eat our hot dogs. Me and my friend. It was like the sun was right there. Right on you. So... Wear your sunscreen. Yeah. Sunblock, hydration. The whole nine years.
0: Wear your protection.
1: Yeah. Then there was the catch bar, which is around in the same area that was the place where i was like man this is where i'm going to be the entire time it's uh r- straight away right center and
0: right near the uh opposing team's bullpen i believe you said
1: yeah correct so it's it's actually not far from rogers landing uh, either it's a couple sections over but um that one disappointed me nice bar nice setup very good vibe in terms of that like i i would like to hang out there more often the only problem is When you look at it on the map, it's like, wow, there's just as great viewing areas as there would be on the flight deck. But there isn't. That's the thing. Yeah, There's not as much standing room as I thought there was going to be. So it's not terrible, but I'd rank that third on my list. Corona rooftop first. I still got the flight deck second. And then I got the catch bar third and then every other little place yeah, yeah, if you know first come first serve kind of and, basis, and
0: honestly, you probably put the 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 first one you mentioned, the one for more for a child demographic. Yeah, that you was, was put a, that one higher if maybe you brought younger kids. Yeah, Park with you, right? Social.
1: Yeah, Park Social is also like yeah, it's not too bad. It's just very yeah, it's, just it's not it's
0: not made for your demographic. Yeah, at all.
1: but it definitely like your kids would love it. You know, if you're a bit um, older, I guess I'm not gonna age target it, but like if you're a little bit older and you want a more relaxed scenery probably over there but the corona rooftop man is a party and a half okay like it is freaking awesome i love it i'm probably going to be there like quite often but yeah so it was good experience i really i think it was a success if i had to rate the renovations overall i'd give it a solid eight and a half i think it uh definitely opens up for more of the casual fans to attend also helps again the pitch clock like you can't be bored Honestly, the game flew by so much for me. Like you just can't be bored. So I think it was really good. Uh, the Jays won as well. So yeah, it's awesome.
0: Well, to bring up stats to back up your opinion, thirty-one minutes has been shaved off the average MLB time from this year to last year. Yep. Last year, the average for the first week was what the stat was for the first week of last year's MLB season. It was three three hours and four minutes was a baseball game. Right now, it's about two and a half hours. Yeah, so you which see is about great. Thirty-one minutes of actual real life time yep the batting averages are up the average run is up exponentially like I mean 13 to 18 points on batting average it doesn't sound like a lot but when you're averaging that out for every single game it's it's a lot more hits it's a lot more runs
1: and it's cool too because I think it benefits I like how it plays with the pitching a little bit in terms of like there's pitchers who have adapted really well and like some have it and some who have and, and this is kind of my next segue Yusei Kikuchi nine strikeouts in his last start at Rogers Center on Saturday, that was uh, April fifteenth. Unreal, but like what a turnaround he's having! Now another guy, I watched the game from home yesterday. Alec Manoa
0: got the loss on Sunday. I do want to mention four and two on the home stand. The Jays are now back on the road. They're in Houston tonight. Three game set in Houston, and then they go to New York to face the Yankees on the next away set. But and six the Jays games at home.
1: and the Jays also have yet to lose a series. This season,
0: yeah, they have have yet the sweepest series as well as a four and two, winning two, losing one to both the Tigers in their first home series and the Rays, their second home series. Actually, losing the last game in both of those series, and as you mentioned, Manoa getting shelled, letting up seven runs, seven earned on nine hits and almost five innings of work, four and two third or four and two thirds innings. But as you mentioned, you feel like Manoa is having a little bit of a breathing problem. So, yeah, and this is the thing, all
1: right? I actually just traded Alec Manoa in my fantasy league this morning. Um it was, it was a tough decision, but I also think it's the right one. I, I just, but hear me out, all right? You might call me crazy. It's early in the season, blah, 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 fine. But I'm also losing a lot of points when I'm gaining a lot in other, within other players. But then when he pitches, I lose, like, almost 30 of those points. So it makes a difference. Anyways, it's not the point. Yeah, so I was watching the game yesterday. This was uh, April 16th, taking on the Rays. Uh, McClanahan is on the bump for the Rays, and then it was Manoa for the Jays. And, you know, a great, highly anticipated matchup, but it ended up only working out for one guy, which was Shane McClanahan. So here's my thought. I was watching Manoa, and it was an awful start, all right? First pitch hits Yandy Diaz. Diaz not too impressed about it, but there was also a theory behind it that uh, after Manoa was done warming up, Diaz told the ump, no, give him a new ball. Manoa tosses the ball. Next thing you know, boom, beams him in the back. Diaz gives him a stare down. makes a lot of sense now. I didn't catch that last night or yesterday, rather. But then I'm watching as then Manoa walks the next two and I'm going, okay, so he's throwing a slider and it's been known that his slider is having troubles, which is fine. Okay, Cool. And I'm like, but is he injured? So I keep watching. His velocity isn't dipping much. They're saying how it's fluctuating, you know, at a three level in terms of sometimes it'll go up three and go down three miles per hour, which is like, okay, fine. But I'm like, if his velocity is still up like that, it can't be an injury or something wrong with his arm. Then you saw him trying to fix a landing on the mound. You know, maybe it's his mechanics. But he only did it once or twice. So then I'm like, okay, he's trying to hide the fact that something's up here. And then I'm looking at Manoa's delivery. You know, you, let's, you want to talk command? Fine. Maybe the ball's coming out of his hand in a different way. Maybe his arm isn't. But then again, I look at Manoa, the way he pitches. He has never changed his delivery. It's always been the same since he's been brought up. It's been the same in the minors. And Spencer, actually, you brought that up earlier today that... um. You know I tried to say all oh, the pitch clocks the problem but you're like oh well he had it in the minors. Yeah,
0: they've been using a pitch clock in AAA and yeah. at least AAA but I believe even the lower uh, lower minors like AA, single-A, high yeah. you know, cuz so, there's a couple of different derivatives and they've used it since like 2015. Yeah. Like this is a known thing, right?
1: So I'm going to try to get to my point quickly here cuz I know you guys are like oh my god, he's rambling on. Uh, don't worry, I'm getting there. And I'm looking I'm like okay, there's nothing wrong with his delivery. It's still the same. It's not the footing. He's messed around with the, the mound. He's fixed what he needs to fix. So I'm like, okay, let's watch this again. And then I was like, there it is. This is what the issue is. Manoa seems to be having trouble catching his breath between pitches. Now, for those of you who aren't crazy baseball experts or, you know, you might never played the game. Or watch a lot. Or watch a lot. I've... I've never pitched at the major league level. Obviously, I'm here. I have a podcast in, my, in the college I attend to. But as a pitcher, by the time you get to your fourth, between four and seven pitches with a batter, that's a long battle. You get exhausted. And I actually spoke with a pitcher who threw uh, Division One NCAA base, college baseball saying, hey, the f- main thing that pitchers do in the offseason is cardio. Because it takes a lot out of you to throw 90 miles an hour or even try to flirt with that. And I'm looking at it, and Manoa has ha- seems like he's out of breath. And I think that's an issue. Now, I'm not saying the guy looks too big to be a big leaguer or anything like that. I just think there might be, you know, the fact that he is a, ha- has a heavier build and has put on some weight in the last few years that, you know, when you put on weight, cl- like, I think your cardio is down or you may not be doing as much as you should be, or maybe it's a diet thing, I don't know. I'm not saying, I'm not at all here fat-shaming Manoa. I'm just saying he seems to be having trouble cardio-wise. And if you're trying to focus on catching your breath and you only have 15 seconds to do so after you've already thrown two to three pitches, by the time you get to four, five, six, seven, you're gassed. You're having a hard time. And Manoa is one of those pitchers that does take a decent amount of time. Well, he did take a lot of time before the pitch clock was implemented to throw a ball. He had plenty of time to catch his breath, walk around, shake it off, rub the ball, you know, get, get, a, get a feel of it. Yeah, sure. Now, though, by the time you're at eight, you got about, you know, 15 to eight seconds to be locked in, set, and ready to throw your next pitch to the batter. So I think this is what the issue is. I think he's running. I think he's out of breath. He's having a difficulty, you know, of breathing in terms of getting his breath back after a pitch. And he's thinking about that too much. And when you're thinking about your breathing more than your pitching, you know, what are you going to focus on more? Your breathing or the throwing? And, I mean, you need to breathe to throw. So, obviously, you're focusing on your breath. And I think that's what the issue is. I think the pitch clock is giving him trouble. He hasn't really struggled when he's had someone on base because he gets 22nd when you have a runner on in scoring position. So, that's my theory. Is Manoa is having trouble catching his breath. And... I think that's something that might need to be addressed or you just start throwing something else other than a slider because the slider is not working right now. And I mean, eventually, if you only throw two pitches, which would be your fastball and potentially something else, something else, yeah, maybe a change up with movement, you know, eventually they're going to hit that because they know that's all you got. So I think that's the problem right now, and it's gonna get even tougher for him now because, like you mentioned, they get Houston coming up,
0: and they got the Yankees, and then they get that. the,
1: and then they get the the tough, yeah, the Bronx Bombers, and they, so, and they get
0: them back to back at they go at Houston at New York, which is definitely not what you want to do with your alleged ace having problems, and if even if Al is wrong with his analysis, which I cannot confirm nor deny is again i don't watch base i don't watch bad baseball, so i don't watch the juice. like i was
1: i was really really watching i'm like what's going on but again the only reason why i think it's not a commander mechanics issue is because his velocity isn't dipping like crazy mm-hmm. you know maybe you can say a little bit on the on the slider maybe it is a bit of a command thing but other than that i'm not seeing anything else that suggests something else is wrong with manoa other than it could either be just a bad mental block that he needs to get out of. But for me, the way I saw him, like he was breathing heavy by the time he got to forty pitches. And don't get me wrong, he he had longer outings or a longer innings, I guess, of work rather than McClanahan, where he was kind of, you know, three up, three down most of the night after the first inning. But other than that, I have nothing else to suggest other than he you know, the pitch clock is getting to him in terms of He's having a hard time keeping this catching up with the stamina.
0: And I do want to mention, as Al kind of alluded to, the pitch clock right now is 15 seconds with nobody on. And once somebody gets on base, it becomes 20 seconds. And you have to be set by 8 seconds. Both the batter and the pitcher have to be set by 8 seconds at 15. Or it's an automatic strike for the batter if they're not in the box looking at the pitcher, or a ball for the pitcher if they're not set. And then to go to Manoa, right now he's played 4 starts. Yep
1: and they've all three three of the four have been awful.
0: And even the the one the good one was kind of bad it was and, still and bad. And yeah. I and I'll explain. So right now he's got 19 and a third innings with an ERA of almost 7 of 6.98. His strikeout is 16, he's got 15 walks. He's 1-1 one one on the year. And here's what I mean by even his good start wasn't really a good start. He hasn't pitched less than 85 pitches in any start. That was the first start against the St. Louis Cardinals, where he also probably had his second worst outing of the year. He allowed nine hits and five earned runs in three and a third innings in the first game of the season against the St. Louis Cardinals. He then went seven full, allowing one hit, in a, I'm ass- uh, I'll say in a win against Kansas City, which it was, and he got the win there. It's the Kansas, but,
1: it's Kansas City, though.
0: But he only had five strikeouts to four walks. So you can't even say he had a great night. Like, yeah, he didn't let up any runs. Yeah, he didn't up any hits. But he didn't strike a lot of guys out. He walked quite and, a few batters. like. And that's, what Manoa,
1: that's why Manoa was so good is because his strikeouts, his strikeout ability is what made him an all-star pitcher. Cy Young contender. And a Cy Young contender as well is the fact that he can sit you down with a nasty slider and whatnot, but... Yeah, like, I mean, do I think he can turn it around? Yes. Obviously. But do I think you're, like, listen, I didn't trade him because I panicked or whatever. I just, you know, and I talked to a lot of people when I was at the Jays games. Like, and uh, some of them were, you know, they're, they don't watch hockey. Baseball is their thing. And they said, I think this is Manoa's down year. And I was like, okay, sure. And the reason why I kind of agreed with that now and I why I made the move is because, I do think this is going to be a struggle. Now, do I think it's going to take him out of the rotation? No. But, you know, again, you're probably listening to this and you're like, oh, this is too early. There's 162 games. I know. I get it. Fine. But if you listen, like, I don't think that my my argument here is completely invalid. invalid. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, I looked at everything else, and I'm not a big – you know, I didn't play a high-level of baseball or whatever, but I've watched a lot of baseball, and I'm not seeing... You can tell when a guy's got a mechanic or a delivery issue. Like, you, you can tell. I'm trying to think of who Pete Walker was working with as the pitching coach for the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm trying to think of who he's trying to work with a few years ago. But their main issue was command and, you know, mechanics, and eventually got through it. But, like, this time here, like, you, you look at the meeting that Pete Walker had with Manoa last night after he pulled him from the game. It didn't look like one of those of hey fix your arm fix this. This is one of those of, like hey man, shake it off kind of thing or whatever. But it's like I don't think it. I think it's more than just shake it off. But like again, who knows? It could be different, right? Maybe he does turn around, and I hope he does because like I really like Manoa. I'm a big Manoa guy. But like I don't know what I saw He's yesterday. Struggled. What I saw yesterday was concerning. You know, like Manoa having one the odd bad start here and there last season. Yeah, that was a thing, and even before that, like everyone has their day. Where it's just not it. Drew Rasmussen, fifteen strikeouts, only three hits, no ERAs. Uh, sorry, no ERA. And uh, did I say three hits already? Yeah. Yeah. Comes comes into Toronto on a Friday night, lead off home run to George Springer, and then a base hit to Bo Bichette, and then next thing you know, he's only going four and a third. Mm-hmm. That was his first bad game. But this is the thing is with Manoa, this was his third. Third, technically fourth, if you really want to be mean about it, his third bad start. His third not good start. Third sure. not good start. So, whereas Rasmussen, that was his first one.
0: Yeah, and 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 again, I don't think
1: he's going to get more than that.
0: Yeah, Al, to your point. So against Detroit, in his third start, he allowed. He only goes four and one third innings. He pitched ninety four pitches in those four and a third innings.
1: See the fact that he went that long too, like, is crazy. Because in the past, you know, you, Manoa would get to the seventh. He'd be at 80 pitches, he'd be like, no, 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 I'm still good, I can still throw. But now it's like, okay, you're in the fourth, buddy, and you're at 96. You're not gonna, th- I'm not letting you throw 130 pitches. You're gonna blow your arm off.
0: And he allowed four hits, three earned runs, had three strikeouts, and five walks against, in that game. Against Detroit. Detroit. At home against, against Detroit. Detroit. And then he takes on the Rays, as you mentioned there on Saturday. Again, nine hits, seven earned runs, five Ks, four walks, in 101 pitches, and that was four and two-thirds innings. So, not even through five full, and he has 101 pitches. So, that, I think, at least plays to a point where he's just pitching too much. Like, he's not getting himself out of jams, which inherently makes... If, but he puts himself into those jams, is, too. If, if the problem is what you're alluding to, is a problem with his stamina... Cardio. Cardiovascular yeah, activity is if, what I think it is. If his stamina is the problem and he's not getting able to fight a jams, that's just exacerbating the problem. It's making the problem much, much worse. If you got a guy on first, and you have a chance for a double play, and you got up a looping single, or it's a fielder's choice, you're still stuck there. You still got to get one more out, or two more outs.
1: Well, the thing right? is, too, like, Manoa would get himself into jams last year, too, and he'd get out, you know, he'd get the ground ball, get the big strikeout, whatever. But he wouldn't be in a jam because he walked the guy. He'd be in a jam just because he made, he made the batter go to, like, he'd have to get the batter to swing. He, he, and the batter would just have to make really good contact and put out a really good hit. Whereas now it's like, well, look, he hit Yanni Diaz yesterday, which would be on a, on a Sunday, uh, April 16th, and then walks the next two. Like, that's on him. And some people were like, oh, it's on Kirk. He keeps telling him to throw off-speed. Okay, well, if his, if his command isn't good, that means the ball's going all over the place. And Kirk's got to find out, okay, what pitch can I get him to throw that's going to be in the zone?
0: That's, that's going to hit where I want it to be.
1: Which, by the way, the only pitch that was getting into the zone yesterday was the fastball. And I'm sorry, but a big leaguer by this third time up is going to hit the fastball. They're, they're, they're pro athletes they're professional baseball players all they do is eat sleep baseball by the time they go up again if you tell a guy hey fastball guess what they okay cool you don't even need to load the location half the time and they're gonna just be like okay i know it's gonna be easy to see coming. like whether it's gonna be inside or outside is basically all i gotta figure and down and away or up and you know that's all i gotta figure out but anyways i feel bad um, I l- I'm a big Alec Manoa guy I hope he figures it out for the sake of the Jays I hope he figures it out because uh, if not the Jays are in trouble but there is a small light of hope Ricky Tiedemann top Blue Jays prospect right now is a pitcher had a double a start I believe he had nine strikeouts in a what three innings of work Either, I don't know, it was a crazy number like that, and I have high hopes. And if he can get called up, you know, by the time, you know, mid May, end of May, that'd be great because it seems like the Jays' rotation needs some help.
0: Yeah, and uh, to that point it'd be the second straight year where the guy who started opening day has had a bad year, because last year was Barrios. Everyone thought Barrios was going to be the guy. He had an awful year last year, a year to forget. Has had not had a good start this year. Had a really good outing, I believe, in the, as you mentioned, I believe the first game of the Rays series where he got a win. So hopefully that is a turning for him. And Bassett, obviously, he's ERA's ballooned. He had a couple bad starts. Hopefully he can also iron it out. But It'd be a really interesting turn of events if you have two straight opening day guys both have back-to-back bad years, right? So that would be another interesting point. But I'll, I think we're going to finish baseball with this. Yes. Let's pick some playoff teams because we did it for oh, hockey. Really? Let's pick some playoff Too
1: teams. early for that, man. That's the like best
0: part is we get to laugh at each other like how I put Boston fifth and how I had Florida damn. winning the division and they get the fifth wild card spot.
1: Ah, man. All right. Okay, sure. Let, let's, give, so, let's give it a shot. Let's give it a whirl. So, you know
0: what? We, let's not even do playoffs because there's there's six teams making it from both sides. Yeah. Let's just do who wins each division. So, obviously, we'll of course start with the AL East. Okay. Who wins the AL East? Yankees. I also have the Yankees. I think those, I just
1: don't—yeah, uh, I don't see how they don't.
0: <laughs> I, I, without barring injury, which Yankees are right now getting—
1: yeah, John Carlos Stanton on the what? Ten day IL. Well,
0: they already, already lost Rodon. And they've lost a couple of pitchers. Yeah, like, not a good start. But I got Yankees, Rays, and I have the Jays. I I think all three make the playoffs, but I have the Jays below the Rays.
1: I uh, I'm gonna okay. This is uh, this is bold, and I, I know I'm a big I'm big on the Jays, man. Like I'm a Jays guy. I could totally see the Orioles screwing it up for the Jays this year.
0: Nine and six or nine and seven start. Pardon me for the Orioles. I don't I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they get really close. I think they get really close.
1: I'm gonna say the Jays. I'm gonna agree with you, but like three, three a like three a and three b like for the O's for the O's and the Jays because I really like uh, Adley Rushman right now. Yeah, he's great. unbelievable. He's great. And Jorge Mateo, their shortstop, just coming out of nowhere, he's raking right now. So yeah, based off of right now, yeah, it's I'm gonna say Jays, but. Orioles like right there
0: and then going to the central one of the worst divisions all of baseball the AL central right now the twins are first but just behind them are the guardians and after the guardians it's the White Sox Tigers and Royals all three are below 500 and four or more games back of the division league which is the twins so who do you got in the AL central Al
1: uh yeah can I go like yeah none of the above <laughs> yeah uh okay let's go I'm gonna say twins
0: Ooh, I, I got the Guardians. I think Jose Ramirez is way too good to let Fair that enough. team not win the division. Fair
1: enough. I, I like Carlos Correa And Stevie
0: Kwan, my boy Steve Kwan, is fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic in, in the left field. But now going to the AL West. Right now, led by the Texas Rangers, somehow, they're with, well, their, they're good big, team. with their couple of free agent signings adding to their couple last year free agent signings. They're just above the Seattle Mariners, who are above L.A., the Houston Astros, and then last place, obviously, probably the worst team in baseball, the Oakland Athletics, who are already six and a half games back of the division lead in the AL West. Al, who do you have winning the AL West?
1: Seattle Mariners.
0: Really? You think they beat Houston?
1: Uh, oh, yeah.
0: Houston's in that division, big man.
1: Yeah, well, okay, Houston's not off to, but- to the greatest start, but I, like, once they get Altuve back, I think they'll get in a groove and, like, ah, uh, jeez. Yeah, okay. Yeah, never mind. Let's fix that. Yeah, let's fix that. I'm going to go Houston Astros, but I still really like Seattle this year. I think they both make it. Uh, Oh, yeah. I think so, too. But, yeah, I'm going to go Houston. I don't see them being underachievers yep. for much longer.
0: Fregman's hitting, like, absolute garbage right now. I think he'll yeah. fix that. Just wait. Jordan, they'll, they'll Jordan get into the Jordan Alvarez is fantastic. They have a good pitching core. They're they're going to fix they'll,
1: it. They'll figure it out, yeah. So
0: Houston wins the AL West. I do agree, though. Seattle's probably second, Texas third. Texas might be close to the playoff run. I'm not sure they make it, but I think Seattle does make it with the Houston Astros. Now going to the National League. We'll start with the National League East. The Braves right now, 12-4. and four. Great start. They're first in the division. They're above the Mets. Which then goes Marlins, a bad start for the Philadelphia Phillies. They're currently in fourth spot while the Washington Nationals are in fifth. Ala, who do you have winning the NL West? Or the NL East, pardon me, the NL East.
1: I was uh I was kinda I was scrolling through some notifications. You want to go through that real quick one more time? Real really the, quick.
0: The it goes Braves, Braves, Mets, Marlins, Phillies, and the Nationals in fifth spot. Who do you have winning the NL East?
1: I'm gonna go with the Braves. I really like them right now. Um yeah. I'm just gonna go with that. I'm just gonna go with Braves. I don't really watch them too much, but um, I mean, other than the fact that uh, I had Arcia in my <laughs> in my lineup uh, a couple weeks ago before, or last week rather, before he went down with an injury, he's on the 10-day IL right now because he took a ball of the hand, which is unfortunate. Von Grissom also back uh, on the roster, so yeah, I'm I, I like the Braves here. I,
0: I think they'll compete. I really don't want to pick the Braves. I don't think they're I don't think they're gonna have a good year, but I don't want to pick the Mets because the Mets always met. So I'm gonna pick the Atlanta Braves as well. Because I don't like any other team in that division. I think the Phillies should be better than this, and I think the Phillies will make the playoffs. What's what going land? on
1: today? Me and Spencer a gr- me, me and Spencer are agreeing on way too many things right now.
0: Like I, I think the Phillies do make Scary. it, but I'm kind of worried because again they're without. MVP usually MVP candidate Bryce, Bryce Harper. Which, by so. the way, they're trying. And Reese Hoskins, who got hurt, like the last that was he, yeah, that was, that was ACL.
1: Yeah, that that one's a tough one, Reese Hoskins. Um, but um, Harper apparently working his way back, and also apparently he's going to be playing first base when he returns. Yeah, because
0: Hoskins is out. Right? Yeah,
1: so, so you got to put uh, someone there. But uh, I mean, at least it's first base, right? Like I'm not discrediting first basemen, but like it's not the toughest position to play. If in. you
0: play first base, you have to be able to rake. Period. If yeah, you exactly. If you, you, have you to can't hit, hit yeah. you can't play first base. Exactly. Because it's basically nothing Definitely to position
1: Definitely would not put Harper at short, but anyways.
0: Yeah, yeah, or third base. Yeah. The hot corner. Compliment. Yeah. But now going to the NL Central. Right now led by the Milwaukee Brewers. I like the five. Brewers.
1: I'm going Brewers. You already got the Brewers? Brewers, because I like Christian Yelich, man. That's my boy.
0: I I love the St. Louis Cardinals and would love to pick them, but I also have the Brew Crew. I will take Milwaukee. But I also, again, do think Seattle will make the— or not Seattle, pardon me, that the St. Louis Cardinals will make the playoffs out of that division because the Cubs suck, the Pirates also suck, and oh my goodness, the Reds are atrocious.
1: Wow. Okay. That was—all right.
0: The, and the NL the um, NL Central is kind of like was the, gonna, the AL Central.
1: I going to say, the Cardinals, though, also running into some pitching trouble. Adam Wainwright, uh, I think, getting ready to come off the IL soon. He was on the 15-day IL with yeah, a Mike, Mike oblique strain. A bad, and bad then start. Miles Mikolas having a tough year. I think he's like an Alec Manoa 2.0. Not in terms of what his issues are for pitching. I just think it's going to be an off year for for the guy. But again... Yes, I hear you in the background. There's 162 games in the season. I get it. Listen, I get it. All right, I'm just calling it like it? I call it like I see it right now, Spencer. And right now, it's not looking good.
0: Yeah, he's, at a, he's a cat right now. An 8.10 ERA in three starts. Oh, oh that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Almost a run per inning right now, being averaged oh, by Mike Michaelis. Anyway, so now going oh, nice. to the. So we both agree, I believe, that the Brew Crew will yes. win that division in the yes. Central. So now going to the last, but certainly not least. Yes. NL West, the Arizona Diamondbacks are Woo-hoo! currently leading the division. The overachievers. They're just, they're just above the LA Dodgers and San Diego Padres, who are well above the San Francisco Giants, and, of course, the lowly Colorado Rockies.
1: You might think I'm crazy for this. I'm going to go with the Giants. Okay, why? The worst part is I don't really have a reason. I just like the what Giants. What a
0: surprise. The 5-9 and nine San Francisco Giants. Because
1: they haven't looked bad. I don't think they've looked terrible. I've been keeping track a little bit. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't see the Diamondbacks doing it. Well, because they're not. They're a young team. There they're you going to be Okay, okay, be okay. So let's work our way down that way. This is why I don't see it. Because the Dodgers the are San- going to be gross. The San Diego Padres are just going to be another choke show. Come on. Don't even give me that. They can have. They can literally. <laughs> they can have an all star team of players right now, which they do. But, like, you can have, like,. I don't know. You can build, like, a, a dream team with them almost. They'd still find a
0: way to screw it up. Okay, now I'm going to put it this way. It's Hold the, on. It's the Padres' division to lose, yes. and the Dodgers make the playoffs when they're second place because the Dodgers have lost a lot okay, of Okay, the Do-
1: the Dodgers will be fine. They'll make it in. But, like, I don't know. I just think that the Giants will figure it out. You don't think the Padres will? No. They've had plenty of time. Okay, listen. The Padres have had plenty of freaking time to figure it out and they haven't. The Padres should have had at least three World Series rings by now. The way their roster is constructed and the way things have gone in the past. There's just this thing called choking and they've become really good at it. Hell, I'll even say it. Other than the Blue Jays blowing that 8-1 lead last year against the Seattle Mariners, the San Diego Padres are pretty hot contenders right now to be called the Toronto Maple Leafs of baseball.
0: Well, all Do what I, you will with that. All I have to say, all I have to say, is when the Padres get back Ace, Joe Musgrove, and they get back Fernando Tatis Jr., implying he doesn't play bad after being basically off or, off of from playing baseball for over a year. He's gonna be fine. The Padres are gonna absolutely crush the NL West. And I, sure, Dodgers they might win it, second, but like they're not gonna. I think. I think. I think it goes. Padres, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, close but don't make it because they're kind of like the Orioles. They're really, really young, really, really exciting, but just not are not going to have that hut split to get in. And then I think Giants are fourth, and obviously Colorado's fifth because they're garbage. Yeah. Th- yeah. They're one of the other dumpster fires in MLB right now with the Oakland yep. Athletics.
1: Which sucks because they have a really nice ballpark.
0: And Coors, baby. Who doesn't like the Coors effect? Playing at Mile High where I can hit the ball 585 feet being some <laughs> contact <laughs> shortstop. Who doesn't love that? Did
1: you see oh, Hunter Renfro? His home run today for the uh, Angels, wow! Over gotta, the Green Monster, got to
0: hold the one down left. Holy
1: jeez, did he ever get a hold of one? Like smacked it. But anyways, They're actually, right
0: now up five three. Right now, the Angels Oh, over cool. It didn't Sox. get rained
1: out. Okay, cool. Uh, because Otani was. Uh, I got Otani as the batter in my fantasy lineup. And now so.
0: before we go to football, because yeah. we're gonna transition to football, Jalen football Hurts. quick. But before we do that, I want to mention something. I got the alert during our our uh, Otani's po- two.
1: Otani's two for four right now.
0: Good for him. Yeah, he's, he actually scored on the high Renfro. He's also, run
1: he's also pitching.
0: Very good. How many innings he won? In?
1: I didn't check. Is I've he got full gonna... eight or? Oh, I
0: don't. I or s- s- seven full because I know they're top eight right now. I don't know. Hold on. Let me let me pull this up, Spencer. Well, I'll let you pull that up. Uh, yeah,
1: you 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 hit us with that breaking news.
0: Breaking news. Four hours of forty minutes ago. Mark Stone off the LTIR will be in game one for the Vegas Golden Knights. <gasps> oh,
1: shocker! Screw football. Okay, hold on. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Uh-oh. No, no. This, Outrage
0: moment of the week. This goodness. is bullshit. All right. Oh, my goodness. you making oh, my life so hard. All of a hard. sudden,
1: the Vegas Golden Knights spent over $7 million of their cap space during the trade deadline. Yada, yada, yada. Now, like, oh, Mark Stone, back injury. That was apparently really bad. Done for the year, kind of bad. And all of a sudden, hey, guess what? I'm playing. I hope the NHL investigates their asses because this is I'm not gonna inserts make you where we're here. Yeah, inserts oh. where we're here. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm I'm pissed, really. Please, please, oh, man, that's anyways. That's my that's my take yeah, on
0: it. Mark Stone off the LTIR after his th- after three months off due to back
1: injury. Of course he is. Look out of nowhere, game one. If it was game two or game three, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, like welcome back. But like but- the fact that it's game one after how bad his back injury was alleged.
0: Yeah, he's back. I'm not buying it. His ba- His last game was January 12th, and he was shut down indefinitely in February after undergoing back surgery, his second procedure in less than a year. But he will be in the lineup for Game One against Winnipeg Jets tonight. F- you Vegas. There it is. There. I can not do it. I
1: hate that. That is, mod. Oh. Uh, and
0: I and I will fix myself one more time. Vegas tomorrow, the 18th. They play the 18th. But anyway, he will be in the lineup. Oh, man, shocker. I'm absolutely just, shocked. Just, just, By the way, if this is sarcasm. Yeah, just to upset Al a little bit more. So, Al, did you figure out how many innings yeah, Otani okay, went? Yeah, okay, so
1: it turned into a bullpen day afterwards after the game got put on rain delay. So, Otani threw only two innings, uh, th- three strikeouts, though. Uh, one run. One and no run, hits. yeah. Yeah, no hits. So, he's throwing a no-hitter. And then they're like, ah, screw it, bullpen. No, no,
0: no hitter allowing a run.
1: Yeah. What a concept. Hey, whatever works, right? Yeah, so anyways, it turned into a bullpen day. And um, now he's
0: hitting DH, which is f- hilarious. Yeah. But, so, but anyway.
1: So, yeah, 5-3 Angels right now, top of the eighth, um, playing against the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. But, um, but yeah.
0: But now I'm so, going to football.
1: Oh, we, we are going to it, okay. Football. Football. Again, what? That,
0: one of the best movies ever created, in my opinion. The Replacements. It's I watch good. it with my father at least once a year, or at least by myself Very once a good. year. Very
1: good. Daniel Bateman's my favorite. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, oh sh- I forgot about the whole red shirt thing, man. It gets confusing. Then Shane Falco, yeah, like a streetlight, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Did I nail that? By yeah, the way, I feel was, like yeah. I nailed that. That was awesome.
0: <laughs> okay. Don't you love when Al pumps his own tires? It's it's great. To watch. It was. I got it. All right. Okay. Jalen Hurts, five year extension. Yeah. Extend him through the year 2020. Fly Eagles. Fly. Don't 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 even do. Don't please God. Please, oh yeah, I forgot. You're a Niners please, guy. Please, God. My bad. Please. I I had Manny Pava sing that in my ear while we were doing the Roger Show after the Eagles. Manny beat the Pava, Niners.
1: how is he doing? Is he good? Everything
0: good with him? Other than Windsor going out in the first round, yeah, yeah, East yeah,
1: player. that must have been a little hard, but they oh, it were. It must have
0: been fun. To, it apparently,
1: was fun to watch. Plagued with injuries, actually. Okay, let's do Jalen Hurts real quick, and then let's see if we can squeeze in OHL playoffs. Oh, not because I want to. Not because I want to rip you about the the Knights uh, and no, Owen Sound. You do. You do. No, this is something completely different, and okay. I th- I think you'll actually like this. But All go right. ahead.
0: Well, I'll quickly, uh, Jalen Hurts' five-year deal were $255 million, which is an AAV for hockey of $45 million. Not the way football works, but if you average it out, it'd be $45 million per season.
1: A lot of money.
0: $179 million guaranteed over this contract with a new no Movement clause. Uh, it reportedly, $110 million f- uh, fully guaranteed at signing, which comes in as the third highest figure in NFL history. Nuts! It's also the first no-trade clause ever for the Philadelphia Eagles, which is really, really? interesting. Really? That's yeah. actually cool. that's really interesting. Wow, all and right. I, and I quickly want to explain something before we go to OHL hockey. So NFL is unlike any other sport. Hockey, baseball, basketball, every major sport, fully guaranteed contracts. The moment you sign a the dotted line, your contract is insured. So if I get hurt, I will still get this money. Football is not like that. Football has your contract and your guarantees. Your guarantees is all that matters, yeah, he's Gabe. getting
1: one hundred and seventy nine right
0: yeah he's guaranteed one hundred and seventy nine million which rich that's man send, regardless but that's all that's all he's going to get he will get the extra money if he plays it, but say so I'll give you an example so say I sign a three year deal worth thirty million dollars
1: and you break your leg
0: but i I only sign for twenty million guaranteed so the first two years <laughs> I make the ten million guaranteed the two to twenty million guaranteed <laughs> and I you go, break your leg yeah or 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 I go into the third year and then want to cut me and they you can, break your leg. What's wrong with you? Uh, no, I know I. Are you all right? <laughs> no, I just like. His, all
1: right, I was having fun. I, I can tell. You you're enjoying it. You got a little smile on your face too. I'm just
0: laughing at you. I'm, and laughing, you bre- <laughs> I'm laughing at you, not with you.
1: Can I do it one more time? Go ahead. And you break your leg. That I should be like a sound effect. I don't
0: even know what you. I don't even know what that's from. I just made it up. Oh it's, God, it's, help it's, us. It's, and you. So, <laughs> so to fi- fi- to finish my point, Al. <laughs> and you I was break so, your leg. Before I was so rudely interrupted. My goodness. All right. If I go into the third year and there's no guarantees left, they can cut me and there'd be no dead cap. They can just cut me and it costs them absolutely nothing. <laughs> I can't hold it back. I was about to do it again. That was I knew you were, you were about to do it again. I was trying to get so you. to, gonna go to, I was trying to get- I punch you, I, was I jump to- <laughs> this table I just knuckle sandwich you right in that I was big nose. Get- I was
1: trying to get you to crack and, like, see if you'd laugh, but you wouldn't. So I didn't do it because I was like, ah, I'm not getting them. I was trying to get you to break character. As now, they say in WWE. you should know me by
0: now. I don't break character. If and like you break fi- your leg, <laughs> I'm gonna jump the state of No, know? okay, okay, okay. We're, I'm done, I'm done, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna stop the we're gonna get really interrupted by me punching you in the big your big nose <laughs> and stopping it like Bob. It's not like, that big. He's like, over exaggerating. Like 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 uh like Bob Sapp in the longest yard like we were watching earlier today in class. Two. Like I'll, I'll, I'll you know break that big nose of yours uh, anyway. <laughs> All
1: right, OHL. Here's my thing. What is your thing? It it makes me, it, it grinds my gears. I hey. hate Homer play-by-play people slash media members of the media slash but, journalists. But that
0: happens in every sport though.
1: But the problem is, and here's my thought process: you got those you Homer, have you have yeah, you got those Homer guys, okay? Like, I'm gonna name this guy though, Jack Edwards. Woo, my boy, yeah. No, but there's some people who don't get this sport and will watch one game one time and they'll hear that one homer take that'll actually, like, not brainwash them, but that's the only thing they'll take away out of the entire broadcast. And that'll, like, kind of mold them into the fans that they are. And, and like, you know, how many times a you hear homer, uh homer broadcaster, not Jack Edwards specifically, now I'm just generally speaking of play-by-play guys, say, oh, the refs, the refs this, the refs that. For years and years, maybe the rest of their entire lives as a fan of sports, that one fan, that one specific person is going to go, oh, well, we lost because of the officiating. Where it's like, man, did you watch the game? There were no penalties. Well, the offsides and I say, Really? Anyways, my whole point between this is that there's the Kitchener Rangers... Playing the London Knights right now.
0: In the second round. Actually, right now, 2-1 in favor of London. London won both games in London, while Kitchener won the first game in Kitchener. Big
1: game at the odd yesterday. Frances- uh, Francesco Pinelli two goals. Uh, a curry had a nice snipe, from what I heard. Uh, so, big win. Big win for the Rangers. And you know what? I'm a Knights guy, like, in terms of, like, since I went to school there, like, I'm a little we bit... We know you're
0: a loser. We get it. get it. Sure,
1: but I'm a little bit... Yeah, says the guy who got swept in the first round, Mr. Owen Sound. Just but anyways, it's hey. fine. We're not getting... We said we weren't going there. That's it. We got our chirps. That's it. We're leaving it at that. Of course, you get the last job. One you cup. always get the last job. All right, fine. Whatever. <sighs> yeah, you do you want
0: it. one more? Good God. Dealing with this guy, ladies and gentlemen. You know how hard it is to deal with this do you, man do you want across one more? From me? Do you want one more? I don't need one more, Al. And you break more- your leg. Because one more will never be enough. It's one is one too Fine. many, but one more is never enough, Al. All right, all right. Anyways,
1: my point is, there are some members in the media not name-dropping them because, well... There's a lot of them. I don't know if they'll listen to this, well, but there's anyways... A lot, there's a lot of them anyway. And I keep... And this is a part of their series. There you go. That'll give you a hint on who I'm talking about. London Knights and Kitchener Rangers. And they have this constant battle on Twitter. It's so annoying. Between
0: Kitchener and London... yes. Like,
1: yes. I'm not name dropping. Don't even well, I, try to no, guess. No, no,
0: I, no. I'm. I'm just like curious. That it was the Twitter accounts.
1: It's so annoying. Like the officials or no, like no, no, the no, 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 no. Like broadcast, oh, okay. uh, Broadcaster and writer. Oh. And it's so annoying because, for me, when I read this, I'm like, "You're." A pl- I was taught when I went to Fanshawe. I'll name drop them all day because top notch school, very good journalism program. You know, here too, College of Sports Media, very good school. Obviously, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't yeah, but, exactly. You know, we're we here for we're, a reason. We're here for a generally. reason. Yeah. Um. I was taught here and at Fanshawe that, you know, when you're calling a hockey game and when you're a journalist and when you're covering a team or something, an event, whatever, leave your fan bias out of it. Yeah, leave it at the door. Leave it at the door. Play both sides. And that's how I call games every time. I don't care. If I I call a Knights game, you know, I can be generic. I can call a Leafs game and I'll give credit to whatever team. It could be the Boston Bruins. I'll give credit. But... These guys here man it's so homer like oh the Knights pro Knights this pro night uh, pro Rangers that and it's so annoying it's like man I get that you call games for the Kitchener Rangers and oh, for crap I just I just gave away who it might be now well,
0: but no but but, I, but everyone does but it yeah. though, right so it's very hard to find an unbiased so, right commentator. And I, yeah and I
1: get that but it's just so annoying like the whole like um Mike McKenzie was fined $5,000 by the Ontario Hockey League for the comments that were made after Game 2 of the London Knights. And it was uh, regarding uh, the officiating, how, like, you know, London gets a bunch of power plays, and, you know, they don't get penalties called, and and, that kind of thing. And I'll be honest here.
0: You know what's funny about that? Sorry to interrupt you. It's all good. I, as an attack fan, everyone feels that way. Which is fine. I, I can tell you... Almost I won't say every fan base, I can speak for Kitchen Rangers fan base yeah. Storm fan base, but as an attack fan, it feels that way all the time. I can get like, it at the Bay Shore, it feels and that way and so, so so much sometimes so
1: bad. And that's not my point. Like I get it. Sometimes yes, it feels it feel, like the, yeah. it feels like I totally get it. I mean look at the Leafs and Lightning last year. That interference call on Justin Hall as Tavares tied the game up, you know, in game seven. Do I think it was a soft call? Yeah. Do I think oh, it's the Leafs? Of course something doesn't go their way. Sure, a little bit. But do I you know, at the end of the day, it's the team that's playing. you got to deal with the adversity in front of you, right? And I understand that sometimes it might seem like everyone gets the calls. Yeah, fine, I get it. And the pl- person that was saying this argument called a lot of games. Like, mm. a lot of OHL experience. Like, he, he knows what he's saying. But at the same time, it's like, man, you guys are so childish. You're a middle-aged man... Both of them, actually, covering a, an Ontario Hockey League game, which, by the and way, junior is, hockey. Which is semi-pro for me.
0: Major junior, yeah. Which is
1: semi-pro, in my opinion. Like, you are you should be a professional. If you're acting like a donkey in the press box or whatever, like, you know, get out of the... Uh, you're supposed to be a pro. You're there, you sh- should lead by example and act all classy and professional. Not saying that these guys don't. I'm speaking gen- generally right now. Yeah, But when it comes to their bickering on Twitter, shut up. Shut up. Just call the game. Did Kitchener get more penalties? You know, take more penalties? Yeah. Probably. Is there
0: probably most of them. Probably. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe. It's a road game. You're frustrated. You're getting your butt kicked eight to four. Yeah, you're gonna take dumb penalties. I get it. But now the funny thing is, one of them is a little more quiet than the other in terms of like when he when the Knights lost, you know, in Kitchener. Yeah, in Kitchener, he was quiet. Didn't say anything. You know, no remarks. No nothing. Not much that I saw, anyways. Quiet. Kind of took the loss. You know. Well, I guess you could say. But reverse the roles, always finding an excuse and always talking. Oh, look, listen, my point is if you're a journalist, if you're a member of the media, even though you belong to a hockey team, I don't like it when they show their bias. You can be biased in terms of like, oh, well, you know, I hope they win. Great, that's fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But don't call the game as if you hope they win.
0: Well, yeah, of course and I, I, and you think I'd say you think that's awesome. And, and, right? and don't and
1: don't on the other team too like if you do end up winning don't shit, no no be classy both ways my whole point is I'm just I'm sick and tired of these two individuals oh. popping up on my feed because it's like man like you're almost just as it like I'm <laughs> I sh- I could just turn my phone off and notifications off or whatever yeah, and not worry that? about it Come on now. but like and be like whatever and focus on the game but it's on- honestly like sometimes i feel like it takes away from the game it's like people are instead of people going on twitter to read game recaps that other media members of the media might have written for that mm-hmm. game they'll go straight to that because they just want to see them go at it and yeah. sure maybe it'll get you likes and followers but i'm sorry Ugh, i don't even know if i want to say this cuz i'm technically like i'm not associated but like
0: we are members of the media. we are
1: kind of members we're of gonna the media be, in the ontario sure. hockey league we both have our respective gigs but like i'm not going to go follow a whiny little <laughs> like you know what i mean like, see, and, and if and if people do follow just because they like the feud, get a life. Go do something else.
0: Go outside. Go for a walk.
1: Sure. Like, you know? go learn a craft. I don't. I don't know. Go hang out with your kid. Go get some ice cream at McDonald's or something. I don't know, but like, what yeah. a waste of like get off my feet. And I could easily, like I said, I could easily unfollow them, but like, I follow. Why them just should because. I have to do that? Right. Like, but the the whole point of this was that it's annoying. I think it's unprofessional. I don't it's think childish. It's you shouldn't have a bias. I don't care if you work for the team or not. I think both teams should be given credit no matter what. And you're a professional. And those little childish feuds on Twitter. Oh my goodness, what? A, it, well, I'm it, exhausted it, for them.
0: And see, and I think Jack Jack Edwards is a great example. And I I'm a Bruins fan, so yes. I like Jack Edwards, but I can easily see how he is unbearable. To a neutral or a opposing fan, because Jack Edwards is beyond he's biased. Pro Boston, like, and but I can't even say he's pro Boston. Like he is so much farther than pro Boston. Like he is like the po- like polar of pro Boston. Like everything is shaded in black and gold, and I respect it. But it gets to a point where even the Bruins fan, you're like Jack, you, you can't believe that. Like you can't believe what you're saying right now, and that's not trying to, to say anything bad about Jack Edwards. Because I get, I like Jack Edwards. I'm probably one of the few Boston fans not living in Boston I want, who really likes Jack
1: Edwards, and I want to like him too because y- you can tell he's, he's passionate. You like I, he cares. It's awesome, which is
0: great. But it's also like, man, turn it down a little bit. Two teams out there, bro. Like it, it turned from a twelve to like an eight, get it to an eight. A multi, like people can stomach it, but it's a twelve, and it's really hard to stomach it when it's like, oh my god, Jack, come on, you can't believe that. Like if there's one thing I'm a true
1: believer in, and this is why I, I actually try to call games like this, and Spencer, you could probably say that too. You do as much play by play as I do, probably more actually. Um, you know, the last thing you want to have stand out after a game is going, Man, the play by play guy. Like you should not be talked the last person that should be talked about in or after a broadcast, after a game, is, you know, oh the play by play guy this, oh the report of this, the report of that, or the play by play this and that. No, no. The talk should be either about the players, the game, coaches, the game, a fan. If something crazy happens, yeah,
0: like Matthew. And maybe, Matthew
1: maybe the referees. But the only reason why I say maybe is because
0: it's not always their fault. Well, it is no, it's never their fault. Never their fault. Uh, I'll make sure I say it right now loser's excuse if you blame the referees period it's a loser's excuse i'm a strong I, believer
1: though when there is a really bad call and there are some times where no yeah okay anyways, I'll, yeah, I'll no finish.
0: i'll i agree there are games where the referees have swayed the outcome absolutely you can pick out a bunch
1: not intentionally just it, happen, it happened it happened to
0: be a call at a certain point in the game where you could they couldn't fix it but i'm sorry as an aspiring coach especially in basketball you can't it's a loser's excuse you never look at the referee's calls and say, that's why we lost. No, 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 no. We did lots of things wrong. Let's fix what we did wrong. Let's not let ourselves get yeah, in that situation. We again. should have
1: battled through adversity. Like, rather I'm than, sorry, yeah. the
0: Raptors shooting 50 percent from the free throw line and then blaming a little, an eight-year-old girl screaming? I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Shoot better from the free throw line or, better yet, be up by more so you don't need to go to the free throw line. I don't know what's... Wow, what a concept. <laughs> outscore the opponents. So you don't have to go to the free throw line I, at the end of the game.
1: I don't know what's worse. The fact that... You know, they shot 50% from free throw line, or the fact that... They're so uh, blaming an 8-year-old girl. Nah, yeah, but the fact that DeMar DeRozan's daughter had to be escorted out of Scotiabank Arena by security because there were death threats made online. Yep.
0: No, 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 ridiculous
1: no, no. that sounds. Good for you, tough guy behind your keyboard or your phone or whatever. 8-year-old girl. What's it, wrong with like, you? Like,
0: are you... S- like, what's wrong with you? You're crazy. Just, what's wrong with you? You know, and, and I'm with, I'll, I'll mention the Steve Daniel podcast. They they talked about this. If you threaten a player or you threaten a coach of your team you really it's still like. dumb. Like, like, get a life. It's Just still dumb. Get off the keyboard, put your phone down, shut it off, go for a walk. And let's be real. Like, half the people, you know, mad about that or whatever. Warriors.
1: Yeah, keyboard warriors. But, like, half of the people that are mad about that. Listen, if you're in Chicago and you're the road team, you're tr- you, you might be, you're not eight years old, but you're still probably trying to do the same thing she's doing because you want your team to win.
0: Yeah, exactly. She wants
1: her dad to win. And hey. vice
0: versa, you would be doing the same thing. Come if you're on, in Chicago, no doubt. I know. But and and I and Al, we're we're going long, but I don't care. I think
1: are we? Were we? Wait, were you getting ready to wrap up or no?
0: Well, sort of. But you mentioned something that truly I'm passionate about, right. which is play by play. I want to be a play by play for the rest of my life. It's the thing I have chosen as my future career path. And That's I, what I want to do.
1: And I will say this too: like I've called games with Spencer, and I mean I've heard other calls. Like this guy. Remember the name Spencer Byers, is What I'm like, trying to say.
0: I I genuinely I love it. I love every second of it. I even when I like I I wake up and like, I don't want to go. I get to the building. Doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing. The moment I step in the door and I got my shoes on, got my suit on, your big
1: case of water, I, it,
0: my my 24 pack, <laughs> I love pack it. Of water, I love sometimes it. Sometimes a 12, but you know 12 to 24 normally. 36 are heavy.
1: Yeah, I I usually bring in different kinds of two fours. No, I'm just kidding, but
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> their gears are heavier than mine. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know. Then the lights come on, and you know I'm there, and I'm invested, and I'm in to whatever I'm doing. And I can tell you, as a guy who would love to do it professionally one day, there is nothing worse, nothing worse for me. Because I know they keep telling us here, do it for the fan, do it for the fan, and I understand that, and I understand why, because the fan's watching. But for me, I do it for the athlete, because I want the athlete to go home, and as they're watching film, they're hearing me, get up for them be happy for him trying to be as positive as I can no matter what the result is trying to be you know even if the team isn't doing very well trying to be up trying to be you know as positive as I can be on the broadcast
1: trying and to I, make people feel like when they're watching at home that they're right there with exactly
0: you. exactly that's that's the goal for me and I've had lots of athletes on from Sheridan and York I'm the play-by-play commentator for, for men's and women's volleyball for Sheridan and York York University, Sheridan College here in Toronto. Sheridan's in Oakville. York York's actually in North York, right near about 15 minutes from where I live, actually. But you know, I've had athletes talk to me and say, you know, how how much they like my stuff and how they're how happy they're with my stuff, which really makes me happy. And I like I can tell you, um, and I am gonna say this because it 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 upset me and I was horrified. And I haven't heard anything, so I, I don't think anything shook out from it. But there was the Sheridan hosted the OCW this year. Women's OCAAs, which is their championship, and the winner of that goes to CCAAs, which is the Canadian for college, which is the Mecca. Obviously, Humber won. They won, I think, what, 13 out of 15 championships now? Humber's are, are a motto. Freaking Humber, man. W- Come on. And women's and men's volleyball, they're fantastic in both. Yeah. With I both remember when workouts. I remember
1: when Fanshawe won it a few years ago. That was nice.
0: But they actually went two years in a row. They won the two COVID years. Yeah. I believe. Because Fanshawe's
1: falcon awesome. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I won't want such to one. I don't think. No, you d- you can't. I said Falcon. It's a bird.
0: Yeah, you're people right. got the
1: reference though. They hashtag that stuff. Hey, eh? they put it on their brand and everything. I remember. I still have the T-shirts and stuff from like my Frosh Week there. Anyways,
0: <laughs> so t- to continue, there was a game between um, Saint Clair, the Saints, which is Windsor, and I want to say it was Seneca, which is North Fork as well. The Sting. Yeah, which is right near me again. I've driven by their campus, one of their campuses at least. And I felt awful for St. Clair because the broadcast did not go the way I wanted it to. It was not as positive as I wanted it to be because, again, Sheridan only made it because they were the home side. They were the ninth seeded team in the in the division. They only made it because they were hosting and then got, no offense, rolled by Durham, who went to the final in the end, did, did, did the Durham Lords, who were fantastic, oh, too. I was going to
1: say the Durham Lords. Anyways, okay. Yeah.
0: And I felt awful for St. Clair because, again, the broadcast did not go the way I wanted it to. It was not as positive as I wanted it to be because the last thing I wanted as a pure neutral, I'm being paid by Sheridan. If Sheridan's not playing, there's no bias. Like, it doesn't really hurt my feelings who wins. Wait,
1: right? so did you like, give St. Clair a little bit too much love and you thought? No. Oh.
0: I'll say my partner uh-huh. did not give—I thought was too hard on St. Clair.
1: Uh, and I can show you
0: the broadcast and show you why. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, fair continue. enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, don't want to. Yeah. I don't want badmouth. Don't, bad don't even. That's don't even don't, even. don't even mention but, the date. No, I won't. I don't even think you did, but anyways. But you know it. It. It upset me. It really did, and I I wanted to apologize for Coach Al Turk, but I was apologizing for something that I didn't a do, but b he wouldn't have heard, right? So like it it would be no point. It's one of those where
1: it's like, what are you talking about? And then yeah, and then you're like, oh. And then it's obviously like crap. they just
0: lost. Like Saint Clair did end up losing, yep. I believe, in, in three sets because every game went to straight sets. And I felt I just I I didn't feel good about. it. I still don't feel good good about it. I still think about it, and it still upsets me because the last thing I want, you know, because in at the college level I it at the university level, I plan to do it next year if I get to New York again. Before the, every college game, I went to both coaches, said, hello, my name is Spencer Byers. I'm the play-by-play here at Sheridan. I asked a couple questions? And I asked every single coach a couple questions, and obviously Sheridan's coach and the away coach.
1: Pro tip to anyone that wants to get into play-by-play as well, that's a great way to end up having a conversation, you know, or mentioning. You know, that's content right there for stuff to talk about on your broadcast. So, exactly. uh do like Spencer.
0: Yeah, so I, I didn't do it at the university level. upsetting, uh, upsettedly, by the way. I should have, but I, I just, I guess, I can't explain it. Just, I just didn't. But for Sheridan, I do. And I talked to Coach Al Turk, who was the St. Clair coach. Really nice guy. Quite like him. Um, And that's why I felt so bad. Because every coach has given me the time of day. Every coach has been happy to give me a couple questions. Which, they don't have to, right? They can tell me to to piss up a rope. Like, they don't have to talk to me. (laughs) What'd you say? Piss up a rope. (laughs) That's a clean one. I don't even have to censor that one. Bryson can hear that one. (laughs) That's my seven-year-old nephew, by the way. Hi, Bryson, if you're listening (laughs) to this. But... I never, like, heard, I, never, I never heard that one. And I, <laughs> I guess I got out laugh. See, I got, I got him to crack. I couldn't make me crack up. I got him to crack up. You know, I didn't break my leg, Al. <laughs> I can't even do yeah. it. I'm laughing. Break your leg. Anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> no, wait. And because, again, even when I, you know, when Sheridan was playing or when York was playing and like I am, I'll say slightly jaded. Like, I'm going to get up for everything York does and everything Sheridan does because they're the ones paying me at the end of the day. Right. Like, when I see my paycheck, it's going to be signed by the Sheridan AD and the York AD, respectively. But I'm, I'm not ever going to down another team. I'm never going to slag another team. I'm, I'm never going to put down the opponent, period, if they're good, bad, or indifferent. It doesn't hurt. Like, I don't understand why you would do that. Because right. I'll, I'll even put it in the perspective of if my team wins and your team loses, but I say your team sucks, then how is my team good? your team's bad, right?
1: Yeah, it just means I'd
0: rather big up both teams, and it'd be a great game. Like when um, I did the York versus uh, University of Toronto game, bronze medal OUA game, the winner of that would go to the Canadian Championships, which the University of Toronto did. They beat York in four sets, and it was a great game. And I got up for both teams. And I went down and told both seniors, because the only senior for York was Andrew Taheed, who I had a chance to speak with a couple of times throughout my time at York. And then I went down to Philardo, the captain for the University of Toronto. I asked yep. him how many seniors there were. There were like six of them. So I said, Evan, just tell your seniors, get, do some cool stuff tonight. I'm going to get up for you.
1: <laughs> there you and,
0: go. And I drank, in a four-setter, I drank between six to eight bottles of water, I think.
1: Yeah, it's crazy and, the amount. I mean, that's why, that's why Spencer and, brings like those waters, and, right?
0: And, like, I, and I get up because I truly believe it. And I'll be honest, one of the professors here disagrees with my perspective. And I'll explain why I might like what?
1: Like the officiating thing? No,
0: about, about, my, about the way you do play-by-play. He believes that you should be... Okay, go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah, the, I think we can avoid this whole conversation and speed this up in terms of, like, first of all, does that person have any background that we have right now? No, no, no. Uh... Other than the fact that was it volleyball? It's not,
0: it's not who you're thinking. Volleyball though? Yeah, it's for volleyball. Kay. Well, for me, for volleyball. Okay.
1: Okay. Anyways, but like my point is is like whether like other than the so there is a lot of volleyball knowledge
0: for me? No, so no, that, not, not no, no. Probably not. But no, it was just okay. In, so in g- general, so we just
1: in general, this person who a has no background in this at all, b has apparently no volleyball experience either. And by the way, Spencer st- uh, studies every sport like. Crazy okay, like I there's not it. one sport like he can talk about any sport he's I call him the walking encyclopedia, all right, basically that the fact cool. that someone has the that, that bothers me sometimes because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you go ahead and tell me how to do my job, which you have no experience in whatsoever, like go ahead like mm. sure let let's yeah, tell me how I got to work on my delivery and s- yeah, good one. I don't know, I'm sorry, I hate people, I hate stuff like that in general it's
0: uneducated trying to explain to the educated.
1: Which is like, oh, cool that like you. Which, yeah. which
0: makes you just want to choke him. You're just like, come on, why? No, why n- right
1: not now? really. In my, for me, it's just like I'm gonna turn around and walk this way.
0: Well, exactly. But no, and I'll finish the point. He believed that you should that the a goal in the first period is not as important as a goal in the third period. And I've had this reiterated, reiterated, reiterated to me multiple Bo- times. Both are just as equally and, important. And I hate that perspective because as a guy who would love to be a play by play. I don't care.
1: Don't get me wrong. One goal is definitely more clutch than the other.
0: Well, it depends on the score. If, they, but, uh, if no, it's but, 5-1 in the third period, the sixth goal don't matter.
1: No, no, I agree. But at the same time, though, like, either way, that goal... But the reason why it doesn't matter is because the goal you scored in the first...
0: First period.
1: First right? period. Right off the hop. Like, I, anyways, I, I'm i on... Yeah, I agree with you so in this. So, yeah. I
0: get up for everything. Especially for volleyball, because it's stop and start, which I love. It has really... You know, fixed my really helped my play by play style because I I like to get up, I like to get hype as much as I can. Yeah, as much as I can because (laughs) I believe if I'm into it, you're into it, right? Oh, for sure. That's my perspective. That's why I'm up, you're going to be
1: that's why people listen half the time is because they people can relate or have the same passion that you have calling it, and that's why people appreciate play by play announcers so much is because they have the training to properly, you know, describe what you're watching and what they're watching and do it in a very good way. But at the same time, like, the uh, the reason why play-by-play announcers and color commentators are so good and why there's favorites and stuff like that is because if you're able to tell a story in the same way that the other person is watching that same story unfold, that's where the connection's built, mm. and that's why... You know, it's a thankless job mm-hmm. because it's like, hey, you're able to keep me into the game. And as much as the game, I knew the game was exciting already as it was. You made it even more exciting just because you were feeling exactly what I was feeling, even though we were in two completely different areas.
0: Yeah, Exactly. It's and, awesome. And for, another thing for me before well, I'll make sure I wrap up after this yeah, this point okay. is I love it even more because my goal is to even get the casual in. Because Jalen, my best friend, doesn't watch sports. At all. It's like if I'm yelling, even he doesn't watch sports, can look at the TV like, what's going on? Why is that guy screaming? It'll catch the attention, yeah. It'll get everyone's attention if I'm up because I'm up. So I'm up in the first set. I'm up in the fifth set, and I'm trying to be the same. Obviously, for more pivotal points, you try to get even higher. But I try to stay a seven for everything because I believe everything's important because everything tells a story. Every point, in volleyball especially, gets to where you want to be. I yeah. feel the same way with hockey, with every goal, every touchdown, every field goal, whatever. Yeah. I feel like you should always try to be up because you don't know when the game-winning goal is going to come. You don't know when the important moments are going to come. And especially for, again, stop and start volleyball, just be up for everything the other reason it's way more fun.
1: Well, that and the other reason, too, like real quick, and then I'll send it to you to wrap up. But um, the other reason why it's important to be up and consistently like all the time, it also if, – if you are a homer, let's say, but you're up both ways for both teams – nobody will ever know.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no one will really pay attention to you, but that will be it here for us for episode nine-ish of The Outrage. Stay tuned. Ten,
1: ten, (laughs) episode ten, ten-ish. Break your leg!
0: And then there's Al again. Had to get that one in. Of course you did. And that will be it here for us. We'll be back, hopefully, should be, next Monday the 24th. There will be no class following us, so we will be able to do as long as we want for as ever as we want next week and only on The Outrage.